Ho, ho, ho. Merry, Merry Christmas. How is everybody? Uh, nobody's currently watching, so we'll just wait for that to kick in. And uh, yeah, so tonight's episode will be uh, Gadgets and Gizmos. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. We've got a few special guests going to be joining us. Um, hi to everyone who's currently joining. Hi, hi. Uh, so there'll be some prizes tonight. Um, once we kind of get going a little bit more, I'll, uh, I'll run through how you can win prizes. But uh, I'm just literally just going to talk for about 30, 40 seconds just to let a few more people join join the stream because we've got a very special guest joining us straight from the beginning. Um, so how is everybody? I hope everyone's had a good week. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, I've got the guys. The guys are currently in the green room. They're waiting, they're waiting for me to start getting them in. Uh, I'll tell you what, if I can bring if I bring Paul in for the moment. Hi Paul. How are we doing? Yeah, mate. All good, all good, all good. Oh, thankful it's the weekend. Oh, I know, I know. Tony's just joined the chat. Hi, Tony. So I'm just, just gonna let numbers pick up a little bit um before we get started, because it's uh it's our super super special Christmas special. Is everyone looking forward to Christmas? How about you, Paul? Yeah, mate. I'm uh I've literally I've got one more day, um, which Monday at work, and then I'm done uh, through to the 29th, and then I'm back in on the 29th for one day, and then but off until um, after New Year. So it's been a it's been it's been a strange old year work wise as well. Um, you know we've worked through all this COVID luck, um, and it's just yeah, unfortunately it's not going to be the Christmas where it all resets and you know we're all all back to normal, running around hugging everybody. Um, but I think it's just going to be a welcome break to spend some time with family, friends, and you know, even if it's over FaceTime or whatever it may be, just kick back and forget the world for a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it's no, be a strange one this good. year. It is, isn't it? It's, it's a bit, yeah, a bit funky. But there you go. We do yeah. strange. We're no foe. It's, it's strange. <laughs> strange, strange is norm. Who we are. <laughs> Hi, Wayne. Uh, I think Wayne's just dropped off the chat again. He's there. Hi, hi, Wayne. Yes, thanks for the hat. I uh, I made this myself. Got a uh, multicam T-shirt and an old Christmas hat, and I bodged it together and made this. So, uh, yeah. Grabbed the grabbed the white cat, slain it, and and taken its tail. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think the closest that I've got. Oh, is, hang on. I could just hang about on, put my foot in. Oh, nice. <laughs> got me Christmas think, socks on. I think we've got a special guest. We've got a special guest. Who we got? Oh, look, it's Father Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, hello, boys. How are you? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hello, Father Christmas. <laughs> hello, Mike. Have you been a good boy this year? Probably not. No. <laughs> uh, I know you have. Oh, that's, that's scary, scary shit right there. <laughs> oh, naughty Paul. Now, potty mouth, potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. How are you, boys? Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well indeed. I received a letter from uh, from the NoFo team, uh, which did make me laugh a lot. So I'd like to share it with you, boys, if you don't mind. Yeah, please go no, ahead. Do, do do. Okay, I think it's a bit of a spin on an old tale, which was the the night before Christmas. Um, so I shall begin. So it was the night before airsoft when all through the woods. The only thing stirring were snipers in hoods. 
The plate carriers were hung by the prep tables with care, and hopes of a complimentary breakfast roll were soon to be there. The rentals were nestled all snug in their threads, with oversized face pro guarding their heads. One dressed in webbing, and one in a flack, and one in small combats, revealing his crack. Then out in the woods there arose such a noise, grown men and women shouting of boys. Oi, take your hits, Marshal, they're cheating. His forehead is bleeding. Look, see, that's where I hit him. The moon that shone on the new-fallen snow gave the feeling of midday to the objects below. When what to my wondering eye should appear, then a warrior slay and cry precision reindeer. In a multicam helmet and nods on the front, we knew in an instant that this guy's a pro. More rapid than eagles, his rifles they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Simer, now Crytek, now TM and Colt, now Ares and Cyber and Lancer and Bolt. Up to the fob wall, his teammates they flew, with a day sack of Mark Fives and some smoke grenades too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof, the prancing of Altberg and Solomon boots. As I drew in my head and was turning around, I was shot in the face and I fell to the ground. He was clad all in green from his head to his sock, and his rifle was metal, except for the stock. He had a poorly fitted tack vest and a little round belly that shook when he fired like a bowl full of jelly. He laughed in my face when he saw what he'd done. So I drew out my rubber knife and he started to run. He left little gifts all round the room, 12-gauge trip alarms and yellow silooms. He then cleared the main building and all of the floors, checking the corners, the windows and doors. He sprang to his team, and he gave a loud whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as they ran out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. A lovely, lovely letter. Thank you, boys. <laughs> that was absolutely awesome. A lovely letter. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I really, I really, oh, really can't dear. believe how much Santa sounds like Captain Mannering. Oh, I know. You stupid boy. I shall take that as a compliment, you stupid boy. <laughs> so, um, so, Father cheers. Christmas, I believe... You... Oh, yes, cheers. Cheers. It's a rummy mm. as Father well. Father Christmas, I believe you brought some presents with you. Mm. For, I for did. the lucky right. girls and boys yes. watching the stream. Lucky, lucky girls and boys. Yes, I did. Mm. Lovely. So, how do we want to do this? Are we going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So um, everybody on the stream at the moment tonight, we do have a competition. Um, so there I've are six prizes sack, to be won. A sack of <laughs> lovely gifts here, full of. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So we've got six prizes to be won tonight. Uh, one prize per person. Uh, it's only available to UK, uh, UK uh, or people living in the UK because we can't afford the postage. Um, but it's. Flat, flat out. Sorry, sorry, everyone in the rest of the yeah. world. Um, so the way to win these competitions uh, is uh, throughout the two-hour episode, Ask Christmas Special. Uh, at some point, I will say a line. I might try and sing it from a famous Christmas song. Oh, exciting! I know oh, it's exciting. The first person to uh, comment the next line, uh, and this is obviously both for Facebook and YouTube, uh, will basically win a prize. Um, oh. So. Please bear in mind that the comments come in on my little comment feed on the right at a slightly different time than people actually type them. So 
they are there. I'm going to keep track of who's coming in first. Um, but there's six to be won. Uh, and then once you've won, I'll, I'll announce each time who's won that prize. Uh, and if you could email me at nofochat at hotmail.com, um, your name and address that'd be great and then we can get your prizes sent out to you so that's how you win it's easy as that so at some point i will just say a christmas line i might sing it um and you have to follow up with the next line and then father christmas will give you a present i can see a lot of naughty boys and girls in that chat there <laughs> empty okay. the sack empty the sack i'm hoping to empty <laughs> my sack either alive on the show or afterwards <laughs> little of a little of b oh you might yeah. be able to tell we've never done a Christmas episode before, so this this is a bit special. Uh, the the email address rage file is nofochat at hotmail.com. I'll keep I'll keep repeating it throughout the episode. Um, but I say I'll make sure I'll make sure you know you win. You literally just comment in the comments for these videos and it pops up on my screen and we will be able to announce the winners live. Uh, so Father Christmas, do you wanna do you wanna talk through some of the gifts that you've brought from our friends at Range Right? I will. So my friendly elves at Range Right have kindly donated a, some special prizes to us. Um, and I'm not going to tell you in what particular order, Mike, shall we not? Or we're just going to show no, no, them let's, all? Let's keep, keep that a surprise, but we'll just go through some of the presents. I want to know okay, where so... comes your on first name terms with Santa. This is shocking. <laughs> Mike. Well, <laughs> Mike. I, I, I get, I'm, I get... one his, I'm one of his well, tactical I, I, elves. <laughs> he's a tactical elf, and I do get a, a lot of letters from Mike throughout the year. Yeah, what goes yeah. on at Punisher Pit stays at Punisher Pit. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> we know. So I'll start off with the the, the first prize, and we're going to give these out randomly, aren't we, Michael and Paul? Is a plate carrier, kindly donated by Range Right. So all ready to go for someone who's venturing out into their first mill sim. And this will be available in black, OD green, or multicam. So your choice. It all comes, all the pouches will come on it. Couple of nine mil admin pouches. You've got five M4 double mag pouches. Utility pouches. So <laughs> Father Christmas. Bosh. You got your you got Wallet. your five five six. You got your nine mils. Radio comms. <laughs> comms pouch on the back. So there's the first prize. There is a is a plate carrier. There we go. Uh, up next, we've got in here. There's a couple of things I can't show you, but we've got a flick knife. The, co <laughs> <laughs> the Conus pistol light TL. There we go. You can see it there. Wicked bit of kit, 360 lumens, pistol attachment, quick release, fully waterproof, awesome. Never prize there. We also have the, if I can find it, in my deep sack. There it is. Deep, uh, deep. The Conus, the Conus Small Dash 2 Monocular Times 7 Zoom. So this is for snipers, recon uh, from 200 meters plus away. You'll be getting zeroed in, uh, relaying. Uh, details for eyes on targets, things like that. Great little bit of kit. And we have some goodie bags as well as other prizes. There's some things I can't show, but I will explain them. So we've got a little goodie bag here, Christmas goodie bag, which will contain a Silum, a 12 hour uh, light Silum or Chem Light. Uh, it'll have a, here we go, cheeky little survival. If I can get it out of the bag, there it is. Cheeky little survival bracelet, and that comes with a fire striker, compass, emergency whistle, and a few meters of paracord if you do need it. So there's a cheeky little survival bracelet in there, and, which I do love, a PTT retaining strap, which goes up through your molly on your plate carrier, cables and PTT. Oh, 
run through there. And um, <laughs> you might have one of them. You, know, you might have one of them. You might not. No, I've got plenty of them in my sack, so you'll definitely I'm, get. Um, I'm going to throw worry. in a couple, couple of these little packs of swish as well, because everyone keeps absolutely slating them. These little mouthwash things. So I'm going to throw some sachets of those into the goodie bags. Mike's dishing out things for you to all swish around your mouths, which yes. is nice. You need to. <laughs> you've emptied your sack. Mm. <laughs> it gives you that minty fresh afterglow. I need to. It's only, it only happens once a year, so it does build up. <laughs> no, no, no one suspects a thing. Oh, Les, you didn't have to say that. Les just said, evening Santa and his ho-ho-hos. Yeah, boy. I'll, I'll take that. My God. That's, how he, that's how he can afford all those prizes. Pimps the shit out of us. Now, Father Christmas, do you want to um to leave to get a little bit cooler? Because I appreciate it's probably quite hot where you're sitting at the moment. Well, Mike and Paul, I've got lots to get on with, so I'll leave you now, and I <laughs> will bid you adieu. And I think you've got another person coming back in a little I think, while. I think so. we've got Lance coming back, yeah. So um, we'll oh, Lance is coming on, is he? Oh, that's good. I do like Lance. He's probably my favourite. Stay there, one. Father Christmas. Stay yeah, there. that Lance he's is my a favourite. I'd like to. I would have liked to stuck around and spoken to Lance more than you two, but beggars can't be choosers, can they? So. I'll, I'll see how you manage that one then. Go on. Okay. All right. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what has right, this but... turned no. into? We're only thirty minutes in. Right. I sure. want, a, I want a, mince pie, a mince pie and a glass of brandy on Christmas Eve and a carrot for Rudolph. <laughs> and I will. I'll let hope you, you boys will be asleep in your beds when I come round. Dildo for Prancer. <laughs> right. Um, right. Let's, let's take you back to Father Christmas before this starts going into Operation U Tree. And we'll well, um, bye, we'll boys. <laughs> bye, Father Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, boys and girls. Bye-bye. That's oh, when you just get the, the get the little white dot in the middle of the screen because we've been cut off. Yeah. <laughs> Start getting messages on the chat from uh, from people who can't get onto the, uh, the YouTube channel. Chief um, superintendent, right, so, somebody. Yeah. So tonight's episode, we are actually talking about some bits and pieces. Um, we have compiled a list of gadgets, airsoft and milsimi gadgets, um, that you guys have sent us in as ideas. Um, <laughs> Leza says, "I think you're pissed already." Yeah, I'm only drinking lemonade. This just—it's just, it's just oh, an exciting episode. This is got- yeah, Coke Zero, <laughs> as in <laughs> as in zero fucking alcohol. <laughs> Um, so yeah we're going to be talking about um, gadgets tonight so what we've done is we've compiled the list Uh, we've got a panel of judges to then score um, each of the items based on sort of milsim factor Uh, what else with the scoring things Paul it was uh, Uh, was to do with cost value for money um, and ingenuity whether it it was a a smart idea yeah so we're going to start off with number 20 did you check the list twice I did check the list twice. I had to check the list a few times, actually, because it kept reordering itself annoyingly. So in at number 20, we have the ICU tactical mirror system. Uh, so this, this is the mirror system that sits on the end of your gun. Um, it's not designed to shoot around corners. It's designed as a little sort of angular periscope. Um, sorry, Father Christmas keeps trying to jump back into the chat. Um so the idea of this, is it, I think it costs like five pounds or something like that. It literally mounts to the end of your gun. So what did, what did you think about this, Paul? Hmm. Yeah. When I initially thought I saw it, I thought it was a the sort of mirror system that so it was separate from the gun. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I've always thought about um, somebody 
mirror sims that we've done, sort of lights of Longmore and things like that. Um, mirror systems, I thought, would be a great idea just to have a little sneak peek. And I've seen it in films and that sort of stuff. Um, and obviously, you know, if you can sort of, dare I say this, stick the tip out, um, <laughs> just, to, just to get a little look, probably not, you know, the worst idea. Would I, would I put it on the end of mine? No, but do I think having some sort of reflective device to be able to see around those sort of edges before you make a run and get your ass lit up, then, yeah, I think, you know, that is quite a good a good yeah. sort of idea to use the mirror in, but not necessarily I, fit it to my gun. No, that's fair enough. I actually do own one of these, um, and I ran this at one of the Longmore events. Uh, no, sorry, not Longmore events, Legion events at LID, uh, one of the ones that they ran down there. And this, it's... It's not the most practical thing in the world in that the mirror kept popping off one side, um, but mm -hmm. it was actually quite useful for when you're, when you're just going around a corner. Um, instead of pieing the corner and obviously putting yourself at risk, you can just pop yep. that around and get an immediate view if, if there's anybody just around the corner. So um, not, not the me, most... Me being me, but I, I did like the idea of... Um, but this is totally beyond what we're looking at today. You, know, the, you see in the movies the, the almost like a fibre optic that they put underneath a oh, door. Oh, yeah, like the plumber's camera yeah. type thing. Oh yeah, that now that I'd, I, I might just have to get one of those just for the sake of having one. Can't think of where <laughs> I'd use it, but James C's just put in the chat. Could you go Gucci and get an inspection camera? So go. that's exactly what Paul just said. Yep, yeah, no inspection cameras yeah. are obviously uh, there and about. Um, the thing, the one of the points with this little mirror system is obviously there's no power, there's no sort of cabling or anything like that. It's literally just there, right on the end of your gun, um, which is quite useful. And what was the? Uh, when you said you used it. You know, and it was semi-effective or quite effective. What? How sort of bigger picture do you get out of that small mirror? Because obviously the tip of that gun is only going to be yeah, very um, small, but does it sort of blow it out quite nicely? It's not. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you're not going to be seeing like a panoramic view through it, but it does give you just just going around that corner. It'll give you enough of an insight that you could probably see someone about five ten meters away from you if they're around that corner. Um, Talking of blowing nicely, Nancy's back. Yeah, hi, Lance. <laughs> Sorry, was I say not yeah, back? He's not been here. He's just turned up. I was late. Oh, <laughs> murder. Yeah. How are we? All right. right. We had a bit of a dinner on for a yeah, while. Yeah, good, so. mate. All good. All right. I missed anything. Uh, we're just talking about the ICU mirror system. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's number 20 of our list. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering whether you had one and someone else had one. And you met at corners where it would actually be terrifying to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's also good if you've got to apply any cam cream, you know, you can always use it for that. So yeah, let's swiftly yeah. move on to number 19. So this was the mirror magnetic uh, goggle wipers. So the idea of this is that you have a little toggle on the outside of your goggles. There's a magnetic lens cleaner on the inside of the goggles, and you can drag the thing across, uh, like the age old magic trick of like dragging the magnet across a table or something like that. Like cleaning a fish oh, tank. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. That's that's basically it. a fish that's tank. It. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good shout. If it works, it works. Would you guys use one? I've never used goggles. I don't wear goggles. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> right. That might be why. Let's move on. Differently. <laughs> uh, the price point on this, by the way, out of, out of curiosity, was... Uh, if I can find it, uh, this is only about a tenner. So, hmm. good price, bad price. Would you pay if you if you did have goggles? Do you think this is something you'd use? I think it's. Um, okay, so mm. I've got a very <clears throat> archy hat. 
I would I would suggest there I say that I would probably invest in some goggles that don't have some sort of venting on it. Um but I don't I, know. I, I prefer mean, ones with nobody knows. Exactly that. It's the sort of thing, and I'm not gonna say this, but you know, like sort of Christmas stockings or something like that, and you've got a young player that's gonna play and you wanna chuck a few different things in their in their Christmas stocking or whatever. Um I just, however, you whether it, you know, it'd work, whether it'd sort of magnetise that well, or whether you're likely to lose part of it, and you know, have the other side of it wrapped in front of your eyes. Yeah, um, I mean, if it's not, <laughs> as soon as it comes off, it's just bouncing about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You'd have to have some sort you of know. lanyard on the outer bit. <laughs> yeah. What about jingle bells? Jingle bells. Ooh. Oh, what oh, comes exciting, next? It? What comes next? What comes next? What comes next? Well, what's bells, next on that list, Mike? Bo- uh, <laughs> next bells, on the list. Jingle bells. <laughs> that sounds like a cry for help more than you actually singing a song. To be honest. I, <laughs> jingle I, was bells, just, I, jingle I was just about to say it. That's a singing. This, is, this is a real test to the delay between when people type stuff in on the chat and when I receive it. Ah, Les oh, Payne. Let's play one. Hey, uh, what? Okay. Fine. Let's play. You have won uh, prize number six, Lance. Prize number six. And that is one of the goodie bags, I believe, Yay! from Father Christmas. From what I could gather from being told about it when I joined, that I wasn't really told about. <laughs> has your hat got an erection? No. I think I, it has. The hat um, definitely has. You... <laughs> Les, if you email nofochat at hotmail.com. Um, <coughs> Thanks, Paul. Uh, I'll remind you. Cheers. Well done, Les. Well done, Les. Oh, right, First winner of the list. night. Boom. Next on the list, we have number 18. So this is the Helicon I Tex. I no idea what this was. I... <laughs> I thought that was one of those things that you walked I... on and it, it felt nice on the bottom of your feet. Right. So this this <laughs> clearly needed a bit of description rather than me just sending you the picture. So the idea of this, this is a basic, this is just this uh, PVC patch. Uh, it's about yay big. Um, and the idea is, is that the little indents uh, mean that you can fill those with like a permanent marker. So you can write, uh, you know, like, um, you know, you see road you signs. You just write on the patch with permanent marker, though. You is could just braille? write on the patch with permanent marker. No, it's not Braille. It's like it's like the opposite of Braille. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you spell Braille. I didn't think, I didn't think, Lerb. <laughs> Yeah. The idea of this is, though, is that you fill the little indentations with ink, and then because they are indented, that ink will never rub off. That's that's and the what, idea of that. What number did this make it to? This. And then you, this was number and eighteen. Then touch, and then you go and How touch it onto it to material. So again, Lance. So you 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 draw on it. You touch cloth, and then you um yeah. it leaves a mark. Yes. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> you saying. fill. Fill the indentation. I'm going to knock, knock the play up to it. You fill the indentations with ink, and the idea is is that because the indentations are then sunk in from the rest of the pack, uh, they don't rub off as easily. So it's a way of marking your packs uh, with, like, you know, you could say, like, technical kit or something like that. Depends what Do you want to write. Do a Nielsen tattoo. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, these I are nine pounds. I still understand. These are about three pounds each. Clearly um, not a winner for Lance. <laughs> I... So, sorry, hang on a minute. Just rewind a minute, all right? Hang on. 
So do you colour that in with whatever writing you want and then you press it against a piece of material like a stamp? No, 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 or... no, 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 it's Is not a stamp, it? it's a patch. It's a patch on its own. You know you've only got two hours, break. guys. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna yes. fill it all with this one with the <laughs> Move, um, move, just just yeah, I'm, I won't we'll buy one, so just just no, that's fine. So uh, a lot of love for it on the chat with James C. What a naff idea. Do you know what you need? The um, the family fortunes. <laughs> sort of yeah. Yeah. Over the top. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> I think Viper, I think it's Viper do literally a little bit of um Oh, it's just like um strap material with a bit of uh, velcro on it that you can just write on with a sharpie, which is exactly the same thing. Um, which is I think a lot cheaper as well. So just a thought. Anyway, moving on. Number 17. We have this this thing. So this is an integrated laser and light silencer. Uh, it's from laserled.it. Uh, so it's an Italian company. Uh, this costs £97. So the idea is, is that it replicates... Yep, so instead of mounting the torch on the side of your gun, and then obviously, you know, you get barrel shine or any sort of reflectivity from if you've got to mount mm, it a little mm. bit back from the end of your barrel. This sticks it right on the end, so exactly where the torch and the laser is is where you're shooting from. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. I do like the sound of that. So it's a, is that a tracer as well? Or is it just a light? Uh, no, it's not a tracer. This is just a light and a laser. See, they, they must have, they've missed a trick there because you could have incorporated a laser and a tracer unit into that with what they've done there. I'm going to do yeah. that. I mean, I no one else steal that idea, all right? Because Father Christmas <laughs> won't bring you any gifts if you steal that idea. Uh, thoughts on the chat, James C. 97 quid, screw that. And Rage Files, that's a Christmas. Oh my God, lads, come on. I, um, <laughs> I must admit, I'm a sucker for an O-Light. So. I know, yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, to be fair, the price of this, but, and James, James has just made exactly the same point, you can use an extension bar um, and you can actually mount the torch further forward if you want to. Um, and in my mind, if you've got a torch, it's something that you can detach and then you can use as a torch, whereas this is obviously going to be holding a suppressor. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't think we sold it. No, I don't think we sold that one. <laughs> right, number sixteen. Yeah. To be fair, so this is none of this is sponsored, by the way. This is literally a list of random gadgets and stuff. Um, Charlie Gaines says, "Death to O light, all the way, surefire." Nah, oh, poor Charlie. Next event, mm. heads are gonna mash, mate. Mm. YouTube videos. Yeah. Surefire up against. Surefire up against O light. I like like the fucking Blackpool Illuminations. Just you, you and Charlie, you and Charlie have a lightsaber fight with your torches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, right, number sixteen. We have the door. Uh, this is the door handle alarm. Hmm. Um, so this costs uh, seven pounds, and the way it works is it uses magnetic resonance. Uh, so more magnetic uh, waves, electromagnetic waves. So if you you hang this on your like metal door handle, and it will detect someone touching the door handle on the other side, and it sounds an alarm. So if you want to secure a door uh, or put some sort of like door alarm on there, so you know there's a number of ways you can do it. You can obviously hang like a cup or something on the door handle and things that slips off if the door handle moves. But this will literally detect going. someone touching your handle. And no one wants to be um, having their handle touched and not know about it. 
That's what I think that's the no message we're sending, isn't it? Are you sure no it's not one one of those things? I certainly wouldn't have my own happening. What if you fall like, is that like walking housing? When you, when, yeah, when you when you fall, you wear it around your neck, and if you fall over, you press it, and some old guy called Jeff turns up. <laughs> Jeff sticks, chucks you back in the barroom, takes you back to your to your apartment. Got, got a wasp in my room. Got a wasp in my room. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is not going to be the most useful item in like a woodland game, um, but it's sort of... <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a magic yeah, door but... into like a fairyland or a tree or something. <laughs> I mean, arguably CQB Milsims and stuff. You could probably actually, you know, the um, advanced fob at Longmore. This would probably mm. detect someone trying to reach yeah. the, uh, the handle of the, the that bar gate. No, oh, so mm. if they're trying to have a reach around, then yeah, if they're, might... to, if they're trying to leave a little sneaky, sneaky, uh, sneaky, sneaky handle sneaky open, reach around. Yeah, something that would alert you. To yeah, I wouldn't want to miss that, so I definitely want to know about it. Well, the alarm has let everybody know. Well, yeah, everyone would be there. It'd be an audience, wouldn't they? would be like dogging. I'd be, I'd be flashing my O light. Charlie would be flashing his surefire. We'd be all like welcoming it, people yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, Rachel says this is a great idea for when you're getting busy in the kitchen with the missus, but in airsoft. Um, oh, no, I should so have bought one. Useful in a fob at a mill, simply want an early warning and someone's fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's the point. Isn't it? If you're um, so again in the um, what's the name of the metal fort at Longmore? Um, the Alamo. Oh no, the SF base part. Yeah, the SF, SF base. base. So again, that's got yeah, a lot of metal yeah. gates and stuff. Mm, so it's mm. something that could work on that. Um, I do have one of these. Um, I think I was given it when I was at uni. It's like a you know stop hanging that on your door. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, in case that's case Wayne's the bad he's tried to get into your dorm was it more can get exactly. you <laughs> 67 on a bit of string is more fun that's the truth <laughs> no I like 12 right. blank rounds they're the best <laughs> moving to number 15 and we have Good King Wences last looked out does he Good King Wences last looked out actually funny you should is say it, that that song is there a picture written in my town it was my, in my day if, anyone, if, 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 if anyone gives a shit about what I just said. No, not really. <laughs> Did you speak I said that carol you've just sung was um, yeah. written in my hometown. Yeah. Les, yeah. Les, you can't yeah, you enter again. That. Les was first, but you can't enter again, Les. A, Les is on a first. You're not the only no, one. Cheers. Rage was in first looking at my chat. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Rage is just coming just after. Well done, Rage. Rage, you have won prize number four. Prize number four. Which Ooh. is, I believe, a... That's a goodie bag, isn't it? Uh, no, prize number four, I think, was the monocular. Pair of ah, used yes. pants. And a pair of my used pants, obviously. <laughs> so, Rage, yeah, I can show you this. Um, There it is. You have run the monocular, which is a, obviously... Conus, and it's a seven times seventeen by thirty zoom monocular. So that is a wicked bit of kit for Doggy. distance recon, mate. <laughs> and doggy, and and I'm quite glad Roger Files won this because you can also wrap paracord around it, and it <laughs> double as a butt part. <laughs> fully, fully waterproof. <laughs> but this isn't the one that Lance tried it with, so you're fine on that one. No, this is this is this is nut free. The, the one that Lance tried it with still in there. 
I'll tell you what, this this podcast has definitely so, degraded since Mike's Mike's on his absence, isn't he? <laughs> Mike does keep us in check, I must admit. Mike, we need yeah. you back, mate, soon. <laughs> so congratulations. Well done, Ray. Uh Rage, if you could uh again send us an email, nofo chat at hotmail.com uh, with your address, please. That'll be grand. How cool. Uh, uh, James James How's Lance acquired Santa's sack? Oh, it was. I think he must have. It must have snagged on the roof somewhere as I was driving home. Snagged the traffic. I spotted it and I grabbed it. And you know, he left it there when he went and got changed. Don't start, James. All right. <laughs> <laughs> next Christmas, oh, Christmas boy. episode. So next, twenty twenty one's Christmas one be better. <laughs> we'll have all these Easter eggs f- f- uh, planned out by then. <laughs> All right, number 15, we have the Integrated Tracer and Chronograph. Uh, so this basically acts as a tracer unit, a chronograph, and a MOSFET all in one unit. Um, I'm not 100% certain how the MOSFET part of it works. Presumably, you can use the control unit to change I'm guessing the... that, that the MOSFET bridges between, obviously, the battery and your power source into your motor. Mm. Oh, hence the hence the uh, Tamiya connector, male female there, which you could obviously. I'm guessing you could change that for Dean's if you wanted to. If you run a Dean's battery, you'd have to do the same yeah. for that. You'd have to have a male to female Dean's adapter on the end of that. I think it's a bit cool bit of kit, really, to be there. As long yeah. as it's, I mean, depending on tracer, I know people get really precious about tracers. Whether well, I've got the only uh, work for green or red, you know. I've got the ASEC lighter BT. It mm. does green and red. You flick it over on a switch. Um, Behind the, the but, screw panel, did, and that, that has got built in. Like, yeah, the tracer units only work on on a certain tracer. Like if I if you went out and bought a new pro tracer yeah. unit, is there a good chance it wouldn't run red BBs, red tracer BBs for it? I think some work better on better than others. So this one, you've got a button that you press, and it changes the light function to work better on a green or a red. And then because right, okay. it's um, on that tracer as well, it's um, like Bluetooth, and it Bluetooths to your phone. You have an app on your phone, and then that acts as a chrono. <clears throat> so you don't have all the gubbins that come with it. You just have the tracer unit, which is a nice, short, dumpy tracer. It's got the buttons inside where you can hit it to change the colour or whatever it might be, and then you just sync it via your nice. phone. And then you, like you fire That's off cool. loads of shots, and it tells you what your FPS is or your joules or whatever you want to set it to. So I'm going to yeah, come yeah, up yeah, with like an unpopular opinion here, but I'm going to say it because Rage Files made the same point. In my opinion... I don't see the point of running a tracer. Guess it looks cool. Um, but to be fair, whenever I played a night game, the last thing you want to do is show where you're shooting from. Personally. No, you do, because it's like fucking Star Wars. Well, yeah, no, I get, again, I said it looks cool, but whether that's got a practical application. Having said that, having said that, hot off the press, boom, news, who's seen the Spitfire tracer unit that's just come to the market? I have seen that. That does look pretty cool. Oh, oh my God. God. All you, you gas blowback boys out there. No, have you seen it, Paul? No. It's a the tracer unit, right? I don't know how many LEDs it's got in it, but it's. A, I think it's primarily for gas blowback rifles. I mean, your MP7, Paul, with this on the end of it, the, the tracer unit actually lights up the gas which is emitted from the end of the barrel, the excess gas, mm. so it actually looks like you've got a flame coming. Mate, Google it, Paul. <laughs> Get a YouTube. Honestly, it's the absolute bollocks. It's I, um, the coolest thing I've seen in airsoft for ages. When I bought that MP7 from Camo Raids um, and had it upgraded, I bought the tracer for that. Got it delivered in, 
just absolutely fantastic. The, the tracer, obviously, I think you can only get like point three twos or whatever it is on that. Um, but the MP7 set up to run point fours, and it's like a fucking sniper rifle. So mm. it, it was a bit of a waste of money getting the tracer, to be fair, because I'm not going to change the fact that camo rates have, have set it to point fours, and it's you know firing distance of a bloody sniper. Just so I can so it come it glows up on the outside. So <clears throat> I've stuck it on the, I've tried it. <laughs> yeah, I've stuck stuck it on the end of the four one six. Um just to see what that's like. He's the upside sometimes nice if you're going down and doing some night shooting, um, like we've done myself and Mike uh, at the range and, and just sort of pop, putting some rounds down there. If you're doing it at night and you've got your tracer on, it's good to see the angle that your BBs fly. So it's easier to see mm. them at night, especially when your eyes are as dodgy as mine. So we stand there shooting up from the, the safe zone at APOC, up the path to the point where it, it splits out to go right to the village and left to Barter Town. If you stand just by mm. that green netting, <clears throat> so a good 70, 70 metres in front of you, um, just doing that at night with the tracers just gets you to see the angle of flight a lot better. Oh, Okay. <clears throat> So, yeah, but yeah, so I won't be using it on the MP7 because there's no way that I'm going to can take that back from being a point four laser beam to just run something that glows up. Joined us. So specifically, Gaz. Hi, Gaz. Thanks for joining. Uh, Gaz. Evening, Gaz. Uh, yeah, we're cool, mate. Specifically, because um, I don't know who else has just randomly joined. Um, we are running a competition tonight, so there's one prize per person. All you have to do is comment the answer to the next well, line. Just, of just the... to clarify, there's six prizes in total. There's not a prize for everyone. Right? Oh yeah. In total. <laughs> um, it'd be like that, wouldn't you? Oh shit! What we got? Steady what on, boy. Um, oh shit! If we got a torch. I've got a box of hand warmers here. You can have that. That's got awesome some <laughs> Gillette Mac free razor blades. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is uh, at some point, random points throughout the episode, uh, one of us will say a line of a famous Christmas song, uh, and whoever comments the next line of the song first wins the prize. So there you there go. You go. Um, so that's what you've missed, basically. It's so, two prizes, uh, really, isn't it? Because we get the prize of hearing people within this chat sing. Gaza said he'd love some blue ribbons. Yeah, I'm oh, never giving that so shit away. Shit. You could yeah. pry those yeah. from my pry those from well, my you got more time old hands. With queen, guys. <laughs> to be honest, we did we did have, we did manage to sneak three blue ribbons away from Paul, um, and they may or may not be in the goodie bag. So there you that's go. It, that's yeah, it. That's Fuck it. it. I'm out. This is bullshit. Listen, I'm not playing man. this game anymore. You all a bunch of wankers, <laughs> night. That's oh, you've upset Paul, Mike. You've upset him. Uh, <laughs> You've given him the right hand there, mate. <laughs> right, anyhow. anyhow no, I'll, I'll, try I'll come back. Come on, come on. Move, move along. Move along. What's that? Right. So, next up, we have number 14. So, this is a Molly to uh, Picatinny adapter. Uh, so, this costs £3, uh, and it allows you to keep attachments for your rifle on your webbing. Sorry, let's just, just fix the blurriness that's... Happened. I thought that was a talk to the hand then. Yeah, talk yeah, to the hand. Sorry. Nothing to say about this. <coughs> this camera's got a stupid autofocus on it that doesn't work properly. It'd be cool. I reckon if you wanted to run like dual torches off each shoulder, <laughs> you can whack one up there and <laughs> if you wanted to be like Predator. 
<laughs> or like have um, a scope on your arm or something like that. Just like, That's fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> you could do that. What if you could molly it around your arm and have a uh, and have a two o three grenade launcher on your arm? <laughs> like fucking Iron Man. Dual dual grenade launchers. You might need a few of these to make that work. To be fair, but I don't see any reason yeah. why not. Or I'd have, them, I'd have them on the back and have two two o three grenade launchers facing down. So I'll be like the Mandalorian, just launch a tag round out of each of them. Um, wow. So, to be fair, uh, just quickly, um, Ray just said he doesn't get a blue ribbon with his monocular. Um, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll see what we can fit in the postage. I don't take tomorrow. the postage. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get uh, a new... Do, do I get a new Range Rover with mine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wayne has said it uh, would be better to keep them on the gun. So, to be fair, this is things like potentially torches oh, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, mm. So if you've got like a little push button torch or something <coughs> like that, you can always clip that from there. I mean, to be fair, this obviously attaches to any webbing um, or, or molly. So, you know, if you want to have a torch somewhere else, I guess, on your body at any Just point, it kind of gives you that adaptability. We've upset Paul again. He's the Jack Daniels out. <laughs> oh, no. He's not. Not, talk about demanding. All right, Les, Les has emailed us, but he said, I want Haribo's instead of <laughs> Blue Ribbons. Cheeky bastard. Right, so you're getting sod all now. Right, let's put that back in the drawer, that, that prize of Lizzie's. That's the one. <laughs> so that's essentially a little torch. Oh, yeah, yeah. On there. And then on the back, you've yeah, got... There, the, you go. there you go. Oh, is that your new thing on. that arrived? Yeah, so I've got two of these. This is the Nightcore. Um, this, this does red and white light. Uh, and then the other one that I've got that goes on the right lapel, if I wanted to be in the, the strap, the lapel oh, of my, oh, the my lapel. plate carrier. Ooh, the um, lapel. But this is, you know, plenty bright enough. Probably burning my thing out here. Um, but yeah, these are these are quality for like 15 quid and they just go straight on you. Oh, mate, you should get not, more. Buy more of them and put them all over. Just not, <laughs> Yeah, not good for the epileptic in the group. <laughs> <coughs> Might see you in a minute when I go over. <laughs> Um, What's but that flashing thing walking towards us? So it's that's, that's our new distraction. You should just get them, every, get them everywhere. Just walk towards people. Good God, what is that? But yeah, they're cool. I mean, the IR ones are wicked. So I followed um, Marden around with that when we went for our night walk up um, uh, APOC that night. And the IR one is, is really good. But that mm. that that thing, exactly as you say, guys, this, this really, this one is just, rather than me having my um, Petzl on my head, um, just, yeah, just use it as a deadlight. Not that I plan on dying much. Um, Wait, but, get out yeah. there. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a yeah. good shout, mate. That's nice and small, isn't it? I think they're six nice. Out of the way, out of the mind. 100%. Cool. Right, next up, like we have number 13. Put that back God. in my sec magic. So this <laughs> is uh, the magic bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a top of cheese and Tom, dearly Tom. Teeny Sorry. Tom and Tiny, yeah. <laughs> tiny. Yeah. It's all gone oh, to shit. So this well, is uh, similar, vein well. <laughs> similar vein to oh, the so... last one. This is uh, not yeah, a Picatinny adapter. It's a uh, hydration tube clip. So these are only a oh, pound. Thought... I, can't... I actually bought several of them for um, holding my biros in my plate carrier. Quite handy. Mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we're going to have to hold Mark's box. I don't think they are, are they? That's plausible, mate. Hold Biro's. 
Hang on a second, you almost had me sold then. An emergency biro in the in the side of the of the skid lid. <laughs> Sign this quick. You never know, you're famous now. You might need to do autographs. Yeah, he already has one. This is a fun story. Oh. Right, we're at Octo. We're at Octo Eight. Right, and we're all we're all battling along no, no, no. through this. Uh, How'd you leave this track? This chat? You... Yeah, we're all battling along through this track. Uh, track, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, uh, a chap, a really nice guy, comes up to Lance and says, "Oh, can I have a photo with you?" And to be fair, you know, I'm not going to lie. Lance has a banging bit of kit. Uh, no, that's only weird. Oh, you faulty kit. Yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey, on, um, Lance, Lance, when he's got all his um, tactical gear on, is is quite a, a sight to behold. Um, when it's off, so, very photogenic. Very photogenic. But, uh, we, we did rip it and absolutely rip into him every time we see him now. So if you ever see Lance when you're playing, make sure you get a photo with him, autographs, anything like that. Get to do it on uh, panoramic because there's quite a bit of kit yeah. there. <laughs> Tossers. Absolutely, it's a pair of you. Um, back into the chat. What's the name of your, uh, your light? Uh, Mike is, is on the naughty list, You're absolutely right. Mike is on the naughty list, guys. You're absolutely bloody right, this mate. This is a Nightcore. <laughs> I will pop a link on the Facebook page uh, to where I got it from. But yeah, Nightcore. So they do them in IR and red. Um, and they do it in white light and red. So I've got, I started off with the IR. Um, and then I went for the, uh, the, the just the white light and red as well. Yeah, so that sounds like good. a pirate that can't make his mind up, isn't it? I R. Nightcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I R. Oh, was it I I or I R R? Is that a Cornish pirate? Is it? Right, my lover. Yeah, old carrot, old carrot crunches. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. And the thing is, as well, once these are on your plate carrier, they are. Yeah, there's, there's nothing to them. Do you know what I mean? They're about the same thickness as my iPhone. Um, uh, Ray just asked about these hydration tube clips. They are they are on eBay. Um, I'll put a link on Instagram. Um, yeah, these. Just, I've just noticed old Spire Hunter piping up there in the chat as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll save that story for the uh, the after the after show party because uh, yeah, don't worry, Spider Hunter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rage, if you literally type in um, hydration tube clip on eBay, um, but I will put a link on there anyway, but if you want to have a look at it up now, let's um, so see find that. Don't, so. don't, uh, don't get your hopes up though, Rage of Fire, because I'm still waiting for my one that Mike Tim's going to get me, and that was four months ago, five months ago now. I told so you I'm going to drop one off to you. I still have a loose uh, <laughs> hydration hose. I'll tell you <laughs> what, for that, for that sort of comment, I'd go around and shit on his door, Matt. <laughs> I will. I will. There you go. Not I'll again. Drop one off not for not you. again. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, we'll grab a link for that nightcore light as well. Yeah, that's a good shout. I actually like that. I'd have some of that. Hey, I love a bit of that. Hey. Oh. Oh, right. Okay. On the list. Your mince teas busted you. Oh, <laughs> Number twelve. So we have Subaru. Um. I don't know if you guys have ever used Subaru in the field. I have. I've no. never heard of it. Right, okay, so Subaru. I thought it was a car. Oh, no, it's a Subaru. <laughs> okay, so Subaru is basically a moldable glue, as it says on the tin. Um, it When it dries, uh, it, so it starts off like a little bit. Of, it looks, it's almost like Play-Doh, uh, but when it dries... Is this one the original formula? 
Uh, I believe so. Yes, it is. Oh, shut up. I've just read that on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also six <laughs> Yeah, you put me on that one. Um, uh, <laughs> Mike being the chemist. Uh, she is, I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it is basically blue tack that hardens. It hardens to like a, a, a silicon. Um, and it's heat proof uh, and a variety of other useful uses. Um, I've used it for fixing kit that, you know, wobbles and shouldn't wobble um, and things like that. I keep going blurry. Yeah. It's not enough of them for me then. If I was to, if I was to use that on that, what wobbles yeah. shouldn't wobble. I'd have to have, a, not have, to have of, a more enough of those <laughs> to hold me down. Whoa. No, it is good. It's good stuff. It's basically if you were, if you anything that you want to basically stop moving, um, you can use it for uh, handles, forming handles on. You know, like a um, I uh, uh, what's the uh, mess tins? So you can actually mm-hmm. mold it around a mess tin to make a silicon like heat proof handle. Um, it's basically yeah. Rage file says it's expensive duct tape. Um, that's not a fair. That's not an unfair description. Uh, you can make an R hop patch apparently. I've, I've never used it for that, but yeah, fair enough. Uh, find the price for this. Uh, so this costs not six a, pounds. Not a pirate. Uh, you get three uses of it. Um, I've I've used this a fair few times. You, the other thing you can do, and I've seen, um, you know, the there's an American airsoft milsim team, like Blue Rangers, Green Rangers, something like that. Uh, they Power use this Rangers. to customize their grips on their rifles and things. Mm. So you can obviously slap a load of this on the grip. You hold. Use your, um, you basically hold it to kind of mold it to your own hand shape, and then you pull away your hand, and it will harden like that, and it becomes a little rubberized grip. Rubber um, grip. Yeah. Nice. <coughs> um, so that's quite good. Uh, right, moving into number eleven. Number eleven. Ooh, Lance, are you in private chat at all? Am I looking at looking private at chat at all? No. I'm looking for Nightcore torches on my phone. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, okay, I've, I've looked at the private chat, Mike. Okay, cool, good. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I haven't no, that's fine. For a while. <laughs> I didn't think you had. Um, so, number 11, we have the folding shovel, which is obviously the British Army um, trenching tool. Uh, I think this mm. one we found for about 20 quid. Um do you guys find that you use your trench entrenching tool much on Milsims? I mean, you don't generally tend to spend ages digging massive holes. Uh, no, I haven't got one. <clears throat> no, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I I've, I've got one. I've got I've got one of them. They're good, you know. And um, obviously, if you're digging in, um, it's obviously well, Andy. It's obviously if it's a sharp edge to it, um, digging in a, a fixed firing position, or if you're just using a basher or whatever like that. Um, also very handy if it's if for stealth sort of uh, purposes you know if it's a silent night a holy night then um it's going to be even handier for you isn't it so let's, you know think about it that way you know when if you're out there in the woods middle of the night well if it like, so I, said, it, like it, I was just saying if it was a silent night a holy night um then that'd be the middle of the night handy for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd have to be a silent night a holy night ball wouldn't it <laughs> It would, yeah, but it would be the yeah the middle of the night. Ah, uh, there we go. Rage, you can't enter again. <laughs> you only get one person. Rage, Gaz. Jesus Christ. Well Gaz. Gaz. Gaz is the man. Gaz, if you email <laughs> nofochat at hotmail.com, 
you win the honour of supplying me blue ribbons for a year. Well done. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, uh, Gaz. You are our blue ribbon supplier. <laughs> so Gaz wins prize number five. All things bright. Shut up, Sean. Go back to bed. <laughs> about, about 25 minutes too late, Stepto. <laughs> All things bright oh, and beautiful. Is prize number five? Um, um, what's that one, Mike? Again, from your list of uh, yeah, I wonderfulness. Bag. You could ask Santa. That's a goodie bag. Right. Gents, just to add to this, now I'm not going to be able to show. I can't. We can't show him, can we? We can't risk it. Oh, I think maybe maybe flash it briefly because it's not. It just we'll just do it quickly. Oh, what you've got is a photograph of Paul Ballback. No, so with the um, so with the goodie bags, guys, it's a it's a fully operational, uh, full metal die cast model of either it'll be an M4 or a sniper rifle. Uh, it comes on a little stand, and that is probably right. I'm going to send it past the screen rather quickly, but just so you get the idea. So that's there it's a model. is a fully working. It's, it's a model. You can sit there on your desk at work or wherever you want it to go. It's got a little uh, you can release the mag, you can the charging handle works, the stops adjustable, uh, all that the, the dust the dust guard on the side, it all works. You can undo take suppressors off, bipods fold up. So it's just a little model of a it'd be a sniper rifle or an M4, um, which are going with the with the goodie bag. So uh guys, yep, congratulations, mate. So you've got the uh the 12 hours, the other asylum, the the blue ribboned. The PTT retainer and a little model, uh, and a packet of which swish. I like to add. I've had a little look at this, and a packet of swish. Would you be fucking around promising things like, like, in, like 2023 when it's But then I must admit, them rifles. I had a little look at one of the M4s today, and it's wicked fun. It's like it's like you just turn into a giant with your airsoft kit. So you can put your plate carrier on, and your your rifle's just like. <laughs> but obviously, he's got his tiny little magazine. You're holding it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an assault <laughs> rifle for T Rexes. So don't take it airsofting with it's you. It's a model. It doesn't you, fire. It doesn't fire. Yeah. It's just... Um, uh, so it's I've just, just posted the link on, uh, so you'll on be our crap. Facebook for that night call. If anyone wants to go. Oh, cool. Sweet. Right. So we are now into the top 10. Ba, ba, top ba, ba, the ba, top ba, 10. Ba. All right. So, not and now let's hear Duran Duran. <laughs> top 10 is the humble... That's a no-brainer, that is. So, I mean, these, these that was little... That Tony Blackburn, bits. wasn't it? Doran Doran. <laughs> <laughs> when they, when they first, Their first album, or their first single, when he said, oh, there, let's hear Doran Doran. It's like, no, it's Duran Duran, dickhead. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> back to... Back to right, yeah, these, yeah, they're wicked. I've got one. Humble, humble protector. This is seven pounds. Uh, I think you can buy them cheaper elsewhere. This was just the quick price I got off of eBay. Um, obviously, it's a little piece of acrylic that sits in front of any optics and bits and pieces like that. Uh, a peeping window, as Gaz just called it. Um, but I mean, this this uh, obviously just protects your sight. Um, so for those that yeah. don't have vortex optics, um, I got vortex. Oi, having said that, Mike, if you combine that with um. With the um, the Picatinny Molly adapters, you could actually mount them on the, high on the rig, and you could whip them up and have like emergency eye pro. I tell you, you know, what, you want to slap a load of those on, and then a load of Paul's torches, and run around like some sort of like luminous reflective butterfly. If you had it on a low level, it could turn invisible. You could, you could be like, it, they could be nipple protectors. Could be like predator. 
<laughs> right, number nine. Yeah. <laughs> I can just picture you so, with these eyes. <laughs> so number nine is the tag rounds. Tag rounds. So obviously these are uh, projectiles which you can fire. Um, they come in a range of different options. So you've got uh, what impacts, smokes, bits and pieces like that. I think they're about six pounds a round, depending on sort of what purchase you get. And uh, you could pretty much I'd get love a tag good round tidings round. we bring. Good tidings we bring with your tag rounds. Good tidings we bring. Not if you get one man the back of the air. And just to remind people that if yeah. you've already won a prize, you can't win another prize. Yeah. It's the, the the audience that, it's the audience that we've got, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do, I must admit, I'd, um, when we did the Taliban uh, Milsim Apocalypse, um, Mike Marden bought his tag launcher out. And I, I, yeah, it's one of those things. I haven't got one. Of course he did. Uh, and I, I would like one. Will I get one? Probably, probably not. Um, at the minute, but yeah, they are. If I if fun. I didn't have a mortar, if I didn't have a mortar, I might get. I'll probably get one. But yeah, I just yeah, love the mortar a, around. I'm yeah, sorry, I've but got, the, got a mortar as well. They're quite. They they are fun, aren't they? If you do them properly. Okay, I'm just <laughs> going to reiterate. Good tidings we bring. Good tidings we bring. Because the only person that's currently that answered is Rage has <laughs> already won one. Good tidings good we bring. Tidings. Oh, there we go, Marcus. Good Marcus Urban. Well done to you and your king. Hey! Hey! Marcus, <laughs> you win prize number two. Prize number two, Lance. Prize number two. And I'm guessing that is the light type prize. I believe it's the light, yes. What is it? Not heavy. Oh, Marcus. Hi, mate. You've won yourself a bloody lamp. <laughs> it is the Conus Light TL uh, pistol mounted or rifle mounted, 360 lumen, fully waterproof. Uh, Picatinny mount, tactical light. There we go, mate. All yours, buddy. Be on its way to you, or uh, it'll be with you at um, the next Octo event whenever we meet up. So, congratulations. Uh, the that's face yours. That green screen. Yeah, let's um, let's get it out. Actually, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll show um, Rage of Fire as well quickly. So, it's fucking second hand now. Ooh. Is your uh, is your price, sir? That's a cool bit of kit. I must admit, I've tried it out today. Just to have a little look, and it is the absolute bollocks. And I want one. And I am actually, I've actually got one of these on order for mine because I think it's a wicked bit of kit, and it's so small. And compared to the light that I would have mounted on my rifle normally, if that's my thumb, bosh, and that is bright as buggery. That is so. A nice little win for you there, Marcus. Congratulations, sir. It'll be on its way to you, buddy. So uh, congratulations to Marcus on that one. James James C., I just want to give a special shout-out because he is trying. He, he is coming in a little bit behind a few people at the moment. So uh, go on, James. Oh, keep James. going. We've got a few more left. Um, so there's a couple more chances more there. left. I'm just going to quickly show Rage his um, his monocular that he's won, um, as I've shown Marcus the, um, the uh, tactical light. So there's the uh, Rage... Just to give you the size on it, mate. There you go, palm of the hand. Not too big. Quite happily sit in the pocket. You can actually mount it, so you can use it as a uh, sporting scope as well. So it can sit on a tripod. But there is your monocular, mate. Fully adjustable. Two types of focusing on it. Fully waterproof. 
a wicked distance on it, so you haven't got to get too close to get your eyes on your target and uh, reload, recon, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. So, yeah, congratulations. Congratulations to you two guys on your um, your wins there. Yes. Uh, so, a couple Ooh. comments in the chat about tag rounds. Uh, so, uh, Wayne says, I'll stick with my mortar. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Uh, for mortars, um, at Nofo, so we will actually be covering these uh, in, a, in an upcoming episode. Uh, Ragefile points out that it's the launchers that cost money. Um, so obviously, the the way the tag rounds work is you obviously have to have this little contraption. So this fits inside uh, a, a launcher. That fits inside like a 203 launcher or something, doesn't it? Yeah. And obviously, these fit in that. Um, and these are your projectiles. So these are your expendable item. You obviously can reuse that. Um, so yeah, I mean they're not a bad bit of kit. I've, I've had these used successfully against me um, in sort of various operations and stuff that we've done. I say operations, you know. Are they cheaper? Than, are, they, are they cheaper than mortar rounds? Or are they about the same sort of price? Or about six, are they more six, six, six quid? Slightly, slightly cheaper. Right. Okay. Do you um, get the effect of the of the of the that you get from the mortar round? Though, I mean, come on, you don't get a, the real thud. You get the, no, you so, get the boom. I don't think these are as explosive. Um, I.e., they don't make as much noise. Um, you do have smoke options with these. I know you can get smokes on the mortar, um, and I think these are Apparently potentially more targetable. What the mortar smokes? Uh, mortar smokes no, are so, a pretty fancy, to be fair. Yeah, no, they are. Sure. I, mean, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't think these are much better, to be fair. I think if you want proper smoke, what I've what I've been working up recently is um, those three man slingshots and the bigger Noda Gay EG 18s. Um, so you get, you know, you could you could properly lay down some suppressive smoke fire with those. Uh, Lancers to sent, completely. Sent <laughs> off. Uh, Wayne says, not nice to have one fired at your head. I have also seen that. That's that's happened a couple of times. Events I've been know, at. The thing that really jarred me about a, a quite a popular pair um, who I did hear bragging on their page about hitting someone in the head with a tag round. Um, and you know, you think you know, any any little respect that I did have has just gone out the window because you don't just you don't joke about that shit. Do you know what I mean? If it's an accident, great. You know, we're really sorry. You know, this shit happens. We we know what we're getting into. But to sort of publicly joke and laugh about it on a it's not good. No, I mean these. You know, there there is a there is a problem with a lot of sites insurance about even mortars that these people that sort of fire the mortars like law rockets or whatever like that. Um, yep. A lot of these projectiles are only really covered by insurance, from my understanding, if they're fired at 45 degrees. Mm -hmm. I.e., they've got to be fired up in the air. Um, tag rounds, I don't know where they sit um, in that sort of category, but just it's it's not fun having something that size hitting you at that speed. Um, you know, I mean, no matter how much blimmin' protection you've got on your face, that is a big lump of something hitting you in the face. Um, and they're not, they're not slow either. No. No. Um, just jumping on the chat, we've had a, a comment from Ben at uh, the Nightlife Photography Show. It's to you and your king, not king. Yeah, I appreciate that. I wasn't. We're not being too picky on the lyrics, to be honest with you, because um, we appreciate sort of speed and stuff. But Ben is correct. It is technically you and your king. Um, uh, yeah, Tony Bassett says mortars are better. So, yeah, I, I prefer mortars. I think they've got um, more of a milsim aspect to them. Um, you know, when you're when you're Rob. sitting there 
Hi, Lance. When you're sitting there at night or whatever, and all of a sudden you hear a boom off in the distance, and you can see the mortar round kind of whizzing in. That's that's uh, it's pretty fun. I do like that. But anyway, right, let's move on. Number eight. So we're getting through the list slowly. Number eight is the Allen key tool. Um, so these are available. You can get these in Halfords uh, for about six pounds. Um, they've got sort of a general set of Allen keys on there. Sort of the majority of the ones that you'd use. Um, They've also got typically a flathead and a, a crosshead screwdriver, sort of a fillet. I don't think it's a pos driver. I think it's a Phillips. Um, I I have about nine of these yeah, in my house. Out, so that's a handy bit of kit. Yeah. Yeah. So any Allen key functionality plus that you've got in your head. Allen. 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 Plus the mandrel you've got at home with all the um with all the Allen keys that you got from all your flat packs that have arrived at the house, oh, which mate. you refuse to throw out. I'm the same. <laughs> yeah. I've got a toolbox under the stairs that's full of that shit. And the thing is, oh, most don't. Of them are the same, they're the same size, most of them. So it's like, right, I need an Allen key. Get the if I get a bit of flat pack, I know. But I'll get a bit of flat pack arrived at the house. And like, I've got some quite, I've got some tools. The tools I have to use for work, you know, they're quite the sort of top notch sort of tools and this, that, and the other. It's quite specialist sort of stuff. And I'll get a bit of flat pack furniture. And the missus is like, why are you struggling with the tools that are supplied with the furniture when you've got perfectly good tools out in the boot of the car or whatever it is or in the garage? And I'm just like, it's not the point. These tools no, this, have been supplied with this furniture. Henceforth, they should be your, able to build this furniture. Your your instincts as a, you know, if we go all the way back to when dinosaurs ruled, ruled the world and, and man was sort of living in caves and all that shit, that's, that's your instinct coming out there. I could go and pay someone lots of money to build this shit for me. But I've got a shit Allen key and some chipboard. Hold my beer, darling. I've got this. Yeah. That's and that's it. It's I, a primal instinct, I mate. Listen, I mean, this, this is massively going off topic. But I have to profess that when I build IKEA furniture, I love nothing more than having a, um, a socket set with the Allen key bits and bits, uh, and just plug it into a power screwdriver <laughs> to see how fast you can Allen key something. It's just yeah. You, you, my opinion of you have just completely changed in that sentence. He likes drilling Alan with speed. Tag launchers and stuff. So, oh, James I... C said you can use a tag launcher solo, but mortars are cooler, but they require a team. Uh, Wayne has jumped in and says you don't need a team for them. And James C says, my local site requires a team of two to use them. I thought that was the standard. So that's the interesting thing, because um, where, wherever I've used them, Wayne's generally there's no restriction on those, but it does look cooler when you've got two people operating a mortar, in my opinion. I think any crew-served weapon right. is definitely always there. We must um, we must get that after this now. We must get that video of you and Daniel operating their mortar in the SF base at Longmore that night mm. when, when old uh, Mr. Howe there was slinging rounds at us. Um, we'll have to uh, get that image of you uh, that I've got. With me, but if you can ping it over to me, I can find it. I will do, oh, yeah, and we'll on. get that up for you. Good to the guys to see. There's nothing better than having a loader and, and obviously the the, the, the the fire, if you like, um, operating a mortar. It's, it, it, it looks wicked. It, it's you know the great best fun. bit on that? It's a great bit you, of fun. You've got the guy holding the mortar, and then that person gets to look at the quick bit of panic on the guy that's putting the round in his face. Because he's got to fit it in a really tight hole, and it, it doesn't take it's, much. It's when, the first time I it's used when the guy that well, <laughs> out to Dan, because um, <laughs> uh, Mr. Kettles is the best one for firing mortars, I think. 
Oh, yeah. oh no, Dan and I last time we used one, we fired it. Well, I fired it straight into a tree because um, Dan was like bugging the tune. I was like, I, was, I wasn't really paying attention where I was firing it. it. Went straight into the tree and hit behind us. But so that worked well. But the difference with you, Mike, is that at least the mortar round actually left the tube. See, Mr. Well, Cat was a cracking idea to put it in the wrong way round and nearly drilled a hole through the <laughs> middle of the fob. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how you laughed around the fire after. <laughs> he, he lit it. It was like slow motion. I was in the doorway at the fob at APOT, just like eyes on sort of thing. And he's launching tag uh, mortar rounds at the roof space. That was like a big open section there. Uh, about the back where the where the tunnel sex where the tunnel system starts. He was out the back there in a little compound bit. Yep. And he's uh I've looked round at him, just he struck it like that, and it was almost like slow motion. So there's kettles going. <sighs> <sighs> When I'm looking around going, <laughs> and Mark's looking at me and gone, <laughs> and the motor's <laughs> gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I think I put that in the wrong way around. I think, I think you did. <laughs> yeah. You go back to the base now to change my pants. Oh, don't! It was a, oh, great fun. They are, they are. If if there's a t- any airsoft teams going mill sims or even skirmish days, if you can get a proper mortar tube, guys, and you can buy a few rounds between you, they are a great bit of fun. They really are, and they're a proper good team, uh, team purchase if you like. Because like you say, you've got you got to, you can get away with having one guy operating it, but it's better to have the two guys there, even three, like the loader, pass it, charger, bang into the tube or whatever you got to do. They are a great I've bit got, of fun. Um, I really do recommend them. My one up, I'm ready to go for Octo. Uh, they've got five, they've got about five or six rounds or something like that. They'll, they'll be coming along, use those up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are. Yeah, I think crack. it's a bit. I think it's quite hard to get rid of the round uh, to get hold of them at the moment at the rounds. I think that's a bit of a. Yeah, it's a bit quiet. The COVID and Brexit might have had some implications on that, but yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I, I really want to do an event where there's like two or three people firing mortars at the same time. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, get the Jeez. GoPro in front. Excellent. We've been meaning to do anyway, that for a couple of years now. Sorry, yeah. I might actually <laughs> fit my GoPro to the mortar. Just say, so well, I'll tell you what, the, 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 the tube or the round? <laughs> no, to the to the round. Just fuck it off into the woods. <laughs> Be back in a bit. Wi-Fi works. <laughs> actually, fun story. Last time I fired the mortar, I got stung by a bee. Um, mm. Like literally, there was a bee or that a wasp. A, that sorry, was the same day you got bit. That was the same day you yeah, got, I got bit by a spider, spider that night. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting Mate. there, I've got a wasp on my hand. The um, the mortar went in the tube, went bang, clearly scared the shit out of the wasp, and literally my whole hand just swelled up. And then on top of that, literally that night, we stayed in a spider-infested cabin, um, which, again, that kind of refers back to Tony, Mr. Tony Bassett. Oh. Mm. Um, oh, Black Widow. And I got... Bitten by some sort of horrific spider, um, and my again, my my hands like two or three days after that event was just like absolutely massive. So, and much yeah. like Black Widow, the uh, superhero character, Tony did insist on wearing black PVC whilst in the room to uh, to get rid of the spiders, which is <laughs> which is even better. Everyone's a winner. Black, Shout black out PVC Tony. skin tight leggings. Shout out for the Black Widow. He used to be called the Hound, ladies and gentlemen, because his name's Tony Bassett. He used to be called the Hound, but he's a now he's now even known as the Black Widow or Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on, Alan Key, number seven. Moving on, number Alan, seven. We have oh. the Leatherman, the, Leatherman, yes. the multi-tool. Oh, I love the multi-tool. Saying. So, Rage, I didn't put your comment up earlier because exactly that. But Leatherman skeletal with the 
uh, the bit back has all of these good bits. Exactly. So, see, I carry uh, a Leatherman, which obviously has a variety of these on there. You've got your your little sort of knife, and various other tools, scissors on my one, tin open, stuff like I've that. Got a the Allen key, actually. Uh, the Allen key one I find quite useful to have as an accompaniment to that as well. L- lives in my loft. It's called Paul. Paul. <laughs> 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 yeah. I got a, I've, I've yeah. got my, on my gun belt. I've got a, is it a Gerber? Yeah, yeah, Gerber. That's a yeah, gerbil. Gerbil. Uh, so I've got, well, yeah, I've got a Gerber on my battle belt and I've got a Leatherman in my um, weekend bag. You know, my nice. bug out bag, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, always, I've, got I've got a bit much. of both. To be fair, I've, I've never whipped them both out and had a little uh, look at which one offers the most. Because then obviously that will just take its natural place. Um, I have got the mutt tool, the leather, the le- the uh, leatherman mutt, which comes with the carbon scraper, and that it's a proper. Obviously, it's a real steal for, uh, for weapon maintenance and stuff like that, which my brother-in-law kindly gave to me when he demobbed from the army. Um, and that's a lovely tool. It's got a ridiculously sharp knife on it. Don't get me wrong; it is a like stupidly. There's no need for a knife to be that sharp, in my opinion. It's ridiculous, but um, yeah, the, the leatherman mutt. Is a is a is a nice little tool to look out for if you want the uh, just cut uh, you just the, uh, by looking at it. You can literally, honestly, mate, it's terrifying. I open it, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and it goes click. I'm like, oh, thank God for that. I open it, that I'm killing myself. Brilliant. Hey, that's a win. <laughs> win win. <laughs> yep. I'm a firm believer. Uh, Ray just pointed out the skeletal has an attachment to put bits in, and the bit pack has Alan Keys torque heads, positive drive, and flatheads. So yeah, no, it's a fair shout. I mean, again, the the only reason that I don't, I, I have one of these. Um, the only reason I don't use that when I'm out airsofting is obviously it's having all the bits. Um, you know, my yeah. uh, stoner that I run, you actually have to Allen key off the stock plate um, or the butt stock plate to to get to the battery. So I need an Allen key. That's the same with my two four nine. Um, actually, might saying that does your is your stoner got the little wire shoulder? Um, uh, rest no. that comes out at the back of the stone. No, it's just the See, that's plate. quite handy. On my two four nine, you've got like um, you've got like a black wire skeletal uh, like shoulder mm. rest. So you, it's a bit like the M fourteen. Um, and what I've done that's is, is the, I've got uh, two small. Well, so the two four nine weighs two kilograms more than the stone, and that's why. Oh man, it's a heavy piece of kit, and it's long barrel shoulder, as well. I don't need a shoulder rest. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but what I've done is with that little wire back bit is I've actually um. um Put two small zip ties. I've actually got a specific Allen key just purely for that back plate to get the, to the battery oh, nice. case in. So I've actually just put two zip ties down the side of the wire um, shoulder rest, and I've got an Allen key just sitting in there, which I can take out and put back in. And I've, I've never lost it. It's been in there for a good few years now, and I'm, I'm always using it for yeah. changing out the battery. And it's like it's, that's its place, and that's where it goes. And that's, yeah. you know, I've got um, an Osprey so. nine mil mag pouch that I usually keep, just with an Allen key in there, and that's next to my Leatherman. Um, mm. I would say actually, I've recently purchased. Okay, sorry, sorry. Can I just quickly? I need to quickly interrupt you. Um, what I just said about that Allen key for undoing the the uh, the rear backstock bit to um, change the battery out. Um, I'm not going to say who it was, um, but it it was <laughs> it was it was fucking hilarious. He said, "Why can't you keep it in the chamber with the battery?" <laughs> nah, so I think you're missing. Way the to point, go, mate, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, last one trigger. <laughs> but Dell said, "Dell said he'd give me a lift to the pub." <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, sorry. I was oh, just yeah. saying, on, on Amazon recently, I bought a £15 multi-tool, um, which I wasn't really holding much hope out for, um, just to keep it work, really. Just um, it's always useful to sort of have a little bit of preparedness around you. And, uh, yeah, that's actually not a bad little bit of kit. Um, so, I mean, again, you know, you don't have to fork out 100 quid for a Leatherman or something like that if you're, if you're starting out on Milsim. So, um, this, this is, I mean, while we've shown a picture of a Leatherman, it can be sort of any multi-tool, really. So. I think it's, it's yeah, one of those you really ideally point. just need something in there when you're going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not not, a, it, yeah. not sacrilegious to not have one, but I think it's a game changer, you know, if you yeah. have. And on, mm. on a side note with that, guys, as well, obviously a pair of flush cutters or cutters, if you are like, oh, in a Milsim event and there's, and there's like, sort of like hostage taking or interrogation or whatever is sort of going along with the, you know, with the, the immersion of the event and that. And obviously if you are using... Uh, fast tyres or zip tyres or cable tyres, make sure you've got the means to remove them or cut them off in an emergency or do you don't go cutting them. And, um, handcuffs. Yeah. I, I don't see that's why I don't in. like pad. Yeah, I don't like having handcuffs. Zip tyres or fast tyres or something like that, that's fine. But yeah, because you can just cut through them. If, worst case scenario, you've got a pair of side cutters there or flush cutters. You can just nip through them. But um, yeah, obviously make sure you've got the means to remove something if you've put it on someone. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Sorry. <You> just... <laughs> Barney's just jumped in. Can we club together and paint Paul's ceiling? <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm just leaving it to see how long it takes for someone else to do it. I like it. I reckon you should grow something there. I reckon you should be a, that should be a plant or something going up that corner now, just spreading out like Jumanji. <laughs> like door in the way, We've only just realised that it actually doesn't sort of dry any lighter than that. I thought it was still wet, but apparently it's not. It's just this funky shit that plasterers use. Hi Terry, thanks for joining. Evening, uh, All the best. Ray just, just said, uh, "Leatherman have a lifetime warranty. If you break it, they'll send you a new one." So that's obviously another benefit. That's it. Um, and on a side note, Led Lenser on Amazon. If you get a head torch from Led Lenser on Amazon, guys, they come with a wicked warranty. If you're in the market for for head torches as well, I think my yeah. one I've got recently has <laughs> got a seven year warranty on it. Give me a curry and I'll pebble dash it. You fucker. <laughs> Artex in the porcelain, sir. Oh, sir. Oh, oh. Bit of Artex. Yeah, right, we're getting there. My treat getting for there. the new year to a bit of a painted ceiling. We're into, we're into, we're into. top five with Doran Doran. So, um, <laughs> there is there is one particular Christmas song I'm I'm just about to mention. Uh, that is one of my personal favourites, and I'm I'm interested to see who actually knows this one. But it's Jiggity Jing, eat or eat or. That'll be fucking it's no one. Eat or eat or. Lance knows. I know it. I know it. I know it. Jiggity How many prizes have we got left, Mike? Have you are you taking a we've note? We've got of two this? left. Yeah, yeah, I've got. I've got. We've got two left. Ooh. Roger that. Jiggity jing, eat or eat or eat or. My my concerns are if Gaz gets anything, he's he's, he's actually basically saying he wants to come round and shit on my ceiling. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'm not in a pervy. <laughs> it, could be, it could be in an episode. I just, I just don't think the no, physics of it. Way, just in a purely scientific way. Purely for the physics of it. <laughs> Purely to prove up, that must come down. Purely to prove that Newton was full of shit, <laughs> as like my ceiling. As well, as uh, your ceiling, for the, com- well be for, the com- for the 
for the competition, just in case we haven't got anybody entered yet. It's Jigger to Jing, Eeyore, Eeyore. So if anyone used to watch the Chris Moore show. Eeyore, Eeyore. I'll charge you 20 quid. Oh, hello. I'd pay that. I would, I'd, I'd happily pay that as well. We need to arrange this. Good luck. <laughs> I don't think Gaz. I don't, I don't think Gaz has got the minerals to reach the ceiling. I don't think anyone's <laughs> got the minerals to get past my missus. <laughs> I know. I reckon you'd be up for it. I reckon. I, reckon, I don't think anyone knows this goes, Christmas song. Let me try and sell this one. Oh, right, babe. I'm hey, I'm oh, Christ. <laughs> Rage, what part of you can only enter once do you not fucking understand? Yeah, James! James, you got it! James, James is the lad! James has got it! He's coming at James, the donkey! James has copy and pasted Rage as well. Yeah, James! James! <laughs> now, for those that don't know, Dominic the Donkey is one of the best Christmas songs out there. It's the Italian Jigga Christmas donkey. He is Jigga the Italian Jigga Christmas Jigga. donkey. So, is he James, like one? You win uh, prize number four, which I believe is a goodie bag. Is a goodie bag? Uh, yes, it is. Which is James? If you haven't, if you were listening <coughs> earlier, it was a oh, sure. handily um, Santa left his sack here, which was a bit of spot of luck, wasn't it? Mm. So what you've got? Not there, for Santa, no. Twelve-hour yellow uh, nightstick or siloom. A survival bracelet with, and there's the uh, PTT retainer attached to the bracelet there. So the survival bracelet comes with a um, length of a paracord, which in an emergency situation, if you needed to use it for putting a ridge line out for a basher, anything like that. The uh, buckle comes with a fire and striker, which I regularly use on my bushcraft in out in the woods, which works an absolute blinder with a bit do of. You, uh, do you do you craft your bush often? I do. I I, I, I spend a lot of time crafting the bush. Yeah, um, I think it, it brings me joy and it keeps me calm. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> this also comes with an emergency whistle in case you nip yourself whilst crafting your bush. You can call for help. So, <laughs> yes, toot, toot. Well done, James. Toot. So, well done, James. Uh, James, if um, you could put your, uh, if you could ping us an email, nofochat at hotmail.com. I've put it in the message board. Um, just drop us an email with your address. Please, and we will get your prize sent out to you. I'm just going to run one. I'm going to run past another weapon, past the screen now. It's a model. It's a model. YouTube. It's a model. It's a model. It's a model. Oh, so we've had a black M form. We've had a we've had a digital. Oh no, it's not Digi. Well, it is Digi. Digi Tan Desert M4, guys. Hold it up. Has the other one already been won? Is that all? Is that all the um? That's all the goodie bags now. Yeah, so one's a Dragonoff uh, sniper rifle, so, so one's a Black so M4. The, fir the first winner, this is your um, weapon. Who was the first winner Very of the... Um, was it Les? I think it was Les, wasn't it? Was it Les? Yep. Did Les win the first goodie bag? Right there. Les, this is coming to you, mate. This is this was... Oh, no, sorry, not... No, no. Yes, it is. Sorry, it is. this is Les. This is yours, mate. Yep. Unpass the screen now. Yeah. There it is. That's it. It's a model. It's a model. It's a model, model, model. It's a we toy. have to say this, guys, model, because um, for bucket. those that were with us in episode four, uh, we had to stop the stream partway through because it turns out the YouTube terms and conditions can't have anyone handling anything that looks like a firearm uh, on their live videos, apparently. Uh, hence why episode four is saved as 4A 
and episode four. So um, that's why we have to be careful because we don't want to get blocked, basically. So, but James so we C, well done. Anything. Well done, James. You're a credit to yourself, mate. Well done. Cool. So, right, gadget really number six. Me. We're nearly there. Gadget, We're nearly there. Oh, yeah, gadget yeah. number six is the Source One Litre Kangaroo Hydration Pouch. I cannot praise this thing enough. Uh, mm. I think it costs uh, currently costs about 50 quid on UK Tactical, which I appreciate is a lot of money. Um, they have been cheaper. Uh, I think when I purchased mine, it was about 30 quid. Uh, as a bit of a special rate at the time. Um, but honestly, this is a one litre hydration pouch. I have this mounted on my uh, Cummerbund on my Warrior DCS. Um, you don't really notice it's there. The hydration tube obviously just comes up over the top. There's loads of attachments that you can add. So you can add um, uh, like one on the mouthpiece. You can ping that off. And there's a, like a water bottle attachment. So you can actually squeeze water into it. So you don't have to, have to take the whole thing out. That's a Honestly, good look, it's amazing. Rage Files just said they're awesome. He's got the three litre one. Yeah, um, I've run the three litre on the back of mine. So See, I've, always run, I mean, obviously I've, I've, I've always run a camel back. I've never, I've never had any issues with that, but... Um, you know, obviously, I, I I do love the fact that the, the one liter just for like a quick, quick go to sort of pouch and that. Um, yeah, no, it's a good shout. That is, yeah, I do like that. And I, I still mean to get one. I still haven't got one, but I'll get around to it. You know. Yeah, I mean I'm to sure be fair. So, um, I think the hydration bladder on its own is cheaper, but the pouch actually is um padded. It's insulated, so it actually helps keep mm. it cool. Um. Mm -hmm. I've had one of these for the last four years. I now own about three of them, and they're just they're just amazing. I highly recommend one. On this is a question for actually for people listening in the chat. Um, on the subject of like um, camel bladders or, or camelbacks and the and the source hydration pouches and that, has anyone used the um, actual plate carrier, the actual uh, plate hydration bladder, which actually sits in where oh, the like plate the would be? Thing. Goes it's in like there. a white. It's literally the shape of the plate that goes in your plate carrier, but it's got the it's got the, basically the hydration tube in that. You actually fill the plate with warrior uh, with, with with warrior with water. Warrior. Sorry, with uh, warrior juice. There's ice, <laughs> there's ice plates. So I think there's two different things here. There's ice plates, which are ones that you fill up with water, you freeze, and they keep you cool, and then it just yeah. stays there. It's case cool, but there are ones as well that have a hydration tube at the bottom of them. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's the oh. ones I'm interested in. So I'm not sure if anyone's ever used them. I've seen them. I'm not sure if they're a bit gimmicky. I know it's obviously it's airsoft and it's not you know entirely accurate. You're not going to be wearing a fucking water bladder inside your plate where your plate would be, but you know it's airsoft in the, the day, so you, you can tweak and get away with a few things. Just out of interest, has anyone ever used one or does use one? And what are they, what they're oh, like? Sorry, Gaz says but... they do come with the tube as well. Apparently, nice. Oh, okay. I've heard. Uh, I... Sorry, just before I've we carry on, so it's almost, it, ladies. It'd be almost oh, like sorry. putting a freezer block inside your plate carrier in summertime. You could freeze it, whack it in your plate carrier, and then as it defrosts, you can have a little drinky poos. I've got to jump. Okay, Paul. you got to bug Let's out. Go and, yeah, I've got to go and get the little into bed, mate. I'll so tell you what, say, right, just before Paul goes, we'll do, the last, we'll do the last prize. So this is the last prize of the evening, and it's Felice. 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 I so want to sing it. I've got Felice. a little tale about this one. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. So we had a, we had a guy that, that used to work with us. Um, and Gaz, you can't win it again. Ah, Ben. Ben wins. This is Ben from the, the Night Life Photography Show. Oh, thanks. oh, there we go. 
Well done, Ben. So you win prize Boom. number uh, prize number one. Prize number one, Ben. Congratulations, mate. You've won yourself a brand new plate carrier uh, with all the gubbins. So that comes with five M4 mag pouches, a utility pouch, a comms pouch, two 9mm mag pouches, an admin pouch. And it's available to you, mate, in either black, OD green, or multicam. Uh, get in touch with the show, mate. Um, and this will be sent out, dispatched directly to your uh, home address, and you should be receiving that in the next couple of weeks. So, congratulations to Ben. There you go, mate. A plate carrier. Yeah, ben, if you, um, for a model. You're winning one of them, buddy. There we go. You ping me an email on nofochat at hotmail.com. That's great. Cool. Uh, Paul, what was your, uh, what was your uh, story? I was just going to say, so we had a guy that used to work with us um, from Columbia, and uh, lovely fella. Uh, and we got around to Christmas in the office. Obviously, the music's coming on. I thought it'd be pretty good to actually sort of sing the song that was you know, part of uh, what they would sing around the Christmas period as well. Uh, started singing it and kept singing it. And every time I did, uh, he started to chuckle. Uh, and then after a period of time of me singing it, basically um, corrected the fact that I was saying anus instead of annual. <laughs> 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 but, so you yeah, have. I want to wish yeah. you an anus Christmas. I was pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, I probably would have gone with that if I'd have known anyway. That sounds good to me. So before yeah, I before I bugger off, what I will do, everybody, you know, have a, a safe, fantastic Christmas. Um, try and push the shit that we've been through this year behind us a little bit. Uh, just enjoy some time with your family and your friends as best as you can. Uh, kick back and chill. Dream of 2021 and the airsoft fun that it's going to bring us. Uh, and we'll see you in the new year. Uh, but from me, for 2020, I shall see you later. Good on you, Paul. Take care, mate. Good night, mate. Bye. All the best to you, buddy. Bye-bye, bye. I'm not going yet. I'm pressing the wrong fucking button. Oh, <laughs> it could have been so slick. <laughs> and then there was two. <laughs> yeah, just to recap then, so well done, Ben, for winning your, the uh, the plate carrier there, mate. That's going to be on its way to you. Just get in touch with us. Drop us your um your your uh, address details, mate, and we'll get that sent out. And that's obviously courtesy of uh, Range Right Limited, guys. If you've not uh, checked their website out before, please go and have a look. They've got some great kit for outdoors, um, uh, knives, uh, multi tools uh, from their airsoft side of things. Plenty of scopes. Um, they're currently dealing with um all the new cyber gun stuff, which is coming to the market. Uh, they are exclusively dealing with cyber gun. So um, if, if anything there interests you, please go and check them out. They're a fantastic site. Uh, very, very helpful. Uh, very approachable. Yeah, so please go and have a look. Uh, anything that takes your fancy, yeah, obviously, by all means, you know, get in touch with um, Range Right Limited. Please look them up, guys. Yeah, fantastic. So, um, And to right, clarify, sir. this isn't sponsored. They very kindly uh, donated the gifts for tonight as well. Yes, um, yeah, let's make that clear because that's been part of our um, ethos is that we don't talk about we don't get sponsors in and we they send us stuff and we talk about it and we say how good it is and that um, all, a lot of our content is stuff that we use all the time and we talk about it and the reason we talk about it is because it is good gear um, but Range Right have got in touch with us they've offered these prizes heard about our Christmas um, show that we're doing tonight and they've kindly offered these prizes to us and um, which I think we're very grateful for and obviously it's, it's a good bit of fun and obviously yeah it'd be uh, great if you guys could go and check them out and um, you know anything that takes your fancy Right, Lance. We're going to bring yes. it in the final five. Bring it in the final five. Bring it in. We're on the so home stretch. Have, then we can start talking about funny stories. Actually, <laughs> this is actually uh, 
uh, one of the, I think it was Wayne actually brought this one up. Uh, so this is the Odin um, mag, mag loader. Um, mm-hmm. Big loader. So obviously there are other iterations of this and there's sort of various products and stuff. Um, but this is not specifically one of the ones that you have to go like that on. This is one that you go like that on. Um, this is, if you've got an M4 or do they do, um, do they do it for other makes like AKs? I think they do like now that? or there's adapters and things like that. If you've got an M4 or AR15 platform, guys, then in your mill simming or even skirmishing, well, mind you, just if you're skirmishing, you've probably got dual drum mags, so you haven't really got to worry about that. Um, <laughs> but certainly for, <laughs> for a mill sim, this is a gleaming bit of kit, not only for when you're bombing up your own mags, but if you're in the shit and you're at a fob and you've got three guys that are covering three different axes of windows, and, and you're the man in the middle, and you're bombing mags up for people, the last thing you want to be doing is sitting over a 9mm speed loader going, blah, 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 blah. that thing there, Bosch are making, that's it, there's one for you, there's one for you, one for you. I've done it a couple of times on different events, and that has come into its own um, with reloads and uh, rebombing up mags. It's a fantastic bit of kit, it really is, and it's a worth every penny so if you've not got one and you're mill simming or even if you are skirmishing and you're using mid caps um definitely get one it should be in your basket already right now go 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 at the end of the day, it is a banging bit of kit. Uh, Gaz has just said there's 3D printed adapters available. So if you are running AKs, then you can uh, get an adapter for that. So yeah, nice one, Gaz. Top man. But that's right. a great bit of kit. Gleaming. Get one of them. Number four. Number four. Number four. Number four is the humble cable tie. You there cannot you cannot get away from the fact that everybody on a Milsim or an Airsoft event should at least have three cable ties on them. There is so much use that you can get from a cable tie, and I don't mean in a weird way, but whenever anything is broken, the best way to fix it is either gaffer tape or a cable tie. Yeah, <laughs> And I challenge anyone yeah. to, to question that. Cable so. ties are, a, are absolutely gleaming. I mean, I work on the railway, and the railway's held together with cable ties, so... <laughs> yeah. It's a fantastic bit of kit. So, yeah, get yourself a set of cable ties, guys. Um, yeah. No more to be said on them. They could you they do really a multitude them, of tasks. Yeah. No, but yeah. So in at number kit. three. So number three, three is uh, this one was submitted by Ragefire actually. These are the uh, specifically, I think these are Viper. Um, but they and are, these are actually and these are what you'll be getting in your and these are what you'll be getting in your goodie bags, gents. The PTT retainer. There it is around your survival bracelet. Cracking bit of kit simple such a simple uh, thing to come up with i mean yeah. to be fa- i mean to be fair i'm not gonna lie you could use a hairband primark sell od green hairbands you could go and get a hairband but it's got that bit of model it's got that bit of added bit of protection obviously it's going to be stitched it's slightly stronger elastic than a hairband but to get you out of trouble a hairband will do the same job as that but um obviously yeah so There's subsequent to stronger. a rage, we, we put a couple of posts on Instagram so, like asking for people to submit ideas uh, for this for this poll. And um Rage put these on and subsequent to that, Lance and I have gone out and bought like all of the ones on Amazon. 
Yes, there's none left now, guys, because uh, there's none left uh, currently on Amazon, but there are there are more coming. Um, greedy bastard. The only thing I would say about these. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I would say about these that I've found uh, from playing about with them since since they've been delivered is you can also get like um, a little uh, what's it called? It's like it's almost like a molly clip again, isn't it? With a set of bungees that sort of clip over. Um, so for taking things off speedily. I think Lance might have one to hand, but they are. There. I'll just make you full screen. The thing is, I've got my green screen on, so I'm going to put my hand behind. Oh, it still won't work. That's so there we go. Works, that's not how green screen works. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I don't know what you want me to do, but basically, the predator gave me the clip bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. It's working now. Hold it oh, over your face to see if it works. So there's the clip. And it's, that's, that's just completely blown my mind. I think there. it's to do with the um, light levels. But it's a bit of elastic. Obviously, double knotted, and then that'll clip through there. That, that threads through your through your plate carrier. If you can see, if you can just make out the uh, the probes there, they go through your plate carrier. Whatever you need to retain, whether it be a suppressor or, or a Mark V, that goes around there. And you've got two prongs at the top, and then the elastic will sit in them, and that'll sit very snug. That's that's. I mean, pulling that there like that, you've got the knot there, so. And then to remove it easily, Bosch. Yeah. So look out so, for I mean, them. That's, They're that's a great the little retention scrap. Yeah, very that's similar to that. That's the only thing I've found with these is the fact that these are obviously you've kind of you don't have that removal aspect. You've got to thread it out. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Just just as a, no. a bit of feedback. From and I found have I done that with my plate carrier here? Two seconds. Oh, that's quite handy. Father Christmas stuff. His plate carrier beyond. So what I've done is. <laughs> with, <laughs> if I can just pick it up without destroying anything, there we go. Let's just pick that up. So there's my plate carrier there, gents. And if I look for my PTT there, as you can see there, I've actually got one of them fitted. So if I take the top loop off, let it go, that'll pull out from the behind the molly. And the thing is, the good thing is, because it's got dual loops, it'll stay with the PTT. So if you run two different types of setups, see, this is the PTT for my uh, for my Bowman headset and my fist mic, etc., like that. Um, I'll have I've got one of these on my for my Bowman, and I've also got another one for if I'm wanting my skid lid with my uh, uh, Eamor Mod Three MR Thirty Twos. There's another one of them on there, and that will just stay on the cable. I mean, it will slide down, but as soon as you want to reinstate that PTT Bosch straight back up into the um, into the Molly, and it's there. It's, like I said, very simple for, and it's a, it's a great working piece of kit. So yeah, yeah, highly, highly recommend them. But like I said, a hair band will get you out of jail if you need to. Right, moving on to number two. We're going to cover this one quickly because it's. Uh, I feel like we've already discussed it a little bit. This is a MOSFET. Um, so this is obviously ranked number two. This is probably one of the most useful little gadgets that people have uh, in Airsoft. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it it just does wonders for an Airsoft gun. Um, you can obviously, depending on the MOSFET that you have, you can get them programmable. You can do various bits and pieces with it in the field. Um, yeah. You need to know how it works. That's my only tip on these because uh, my good friend, Mr. Mins, James Mins, uh, Mins Airsoft Tech, uh, fitted one in my stoner recently. Um, I didn't really know how it works, and somehow I inadvertently put it into programming mode. So in the middle of a gunfight, it just started playing a little tune to me, um, which wasn't <laughs> the most helpful. Um, so literally, we're off to we're about to go off into to defend the, um, the stockade, and literally my gun's just going, or something like that. Um, but yeah, you know, a MOSFET, a MOSFET is what a MOSFET is, but they are they are good. So if you're looking Quite at upgrades big, yeah. on weapons, 
highly highly recommend looking at those. But that's a, that's we a, are now at number MOSFET. one. Oh, we're at number, oh, number yeah, one. Sorry, okay, go on. No, no, go on. Go on. No, no, with all, MOSFETs. all I was going to say is with MOSFETs, it's, that's a very dark art to me. I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with MOSFETs. I've got no MOSFETs in any of my riffs that I use. Um, it's probably something I'm going to go into, but I want to read up about it a bit more. And I, mean, I, know, I know people throw the Titan Gate around a lot, and but again, it's, it's, it's something that's very new to me. Um, I've not, I've not, I've never had a riff with one in. So, like I said, I'm a complete MOSFET virgin, if you like. So, um, any feedback you guys can give me on the benefits, uh, pros and cons, uh, before I do make that jump, if it's worth it, is it not worth it? What do I, what am I, what am I going to gain out of my rifle, which I'm quite happy with now? Um, is it worth doing it? Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm quite happy with the range I get on my riff that I predominantly use, which is my Bolt um, B4 LRP SOP mod. Um, I'm quite happy with the FPS on it. Um, I'm quite happy with its reliability, blah, blah, blah. But um, would adding a MOSFET in increase that, or is it just another thing that could possibly go wrong with that with that riff? That's that's what, I'm, that's what I want to know before I make the investment. So, yeah, any help with that, guys, I've, um, that'd be wicked. I know you can get some functionality on them, like pre-cocking and stuff like that. Um, so, obviously, it increases trigger response and things. Um, it's like a programmable function, which is quite good, but... Yeah, it's just mm, yeah. Mm. I, I I found it to be quite positive, bar when it started singing to me. So, <laughs> right, number one, number one, number uh, one. We are getting there. Number one is the chem light, which you might have guessed. You might have guessed by the fact we included it in the goodie bag. But chem lights came out on top. These are probably the most milsim, most useful thing that you can have on you for a milsim airsoft milsim. event. If you're there late at night, cracking one of these. You know, gives you that bit of luminous light. You can chuck them about. There's, there's pretty much the only thing that can really go wrong with these is if they're a bit old. Um, you snap them, and then and all of burst. a sudden you're covered they, in luminous goo. They, they burst on you. That's the worst thing. That is literally Which, the worst I found thing the trick for these: break them in the packet first. If you break them in the packet first, you don't get the goo all over the place. So that is a good shot. Um, I remember. I have had I one once of these. There's a, I think it was Daniel actually. Daniel wants to. He he, he was putting IR um, silos out for um, for range marking, and he lit one and he, he, he slapped one and it just exploded over him. He turned around and he was like, "Can you see me?" <laughs> I was like, oh god! Uh, oh mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so there we go. That the is not. Oh no! Can you still hear me? I still hear you. Can't see you. Oh, god. Right, hang on. What? Chat away. I'm going to try and fix that. <laughs> no, that's fine. Seconds. So that's our uh, that is our top list. Uh, Gaz just said uh, I had that happen to me. My gloves still stink. Yeah, um, it's not great. One, one little fun story with that is um, one of the uh, one of the events we went to uh, had uh, pressure plate mines. Um, so they were basically little alarms, uh, which when you trod on them, they they just made a noise and it was kind of simulate a landmine. Um, basically so uh, as part of that i actually took along one of my um i forgot what it's called one of the metal detectors it's the ones they use in afghanistan i've, I've bought one of those recently um i think it begins with a v valen uh, valen metal detector um so we had that we were roaming around with that and then um, with the valen um you can actually get like a little pressure spray kit uh where you you attach like a little nozzle to it and it's got like a a, a blue uh, liquid that you can then spray on the ground um, but it is all pressurized and I got back to my basher and I'm sitting there taking this thing apart and the freaking pressurization bit exploded there yeah, that's it Gaz the Valen 
exploded and a lot of my stuff is still blue at the moment um i got blue dye everywhere it looked like i'd had a bit of fun with the smurf so um yeah all by myself i was all by myself <laughs> don't be mean um oh, no, so what do you need a Why not? um so the valum was basically oh. for say just for detecting these um these pressure plate mines uh because the op for were hiding them all over the places. They were in bushes. They were under um, like piles of leaves and stuff like that. So the idea was is that to kind of add an element of realism, um, I was effectively the event. EOD officer for that event. Um, we yes. had um, four yeah. rock up. They put bombs in um, pack, uh, boxes of fruit. Uh, so one of the guys in the op four, does he work at like a grocer's or something? I think he does. His, I think we spoke about this before. Where he turned up with like punnets and punnets of grapes and, yeah, and watermelon and pineapples. Yeah, it was quite good because we because um, I, I, apocalypse. You've got a full Vietnamese village. You've got all the huts. You've got all like little the little main walkway through it. You've got watchtowers and stuff. It's really, it's, it's a really cool setup. If you've not been to Apoc, you know I do recommend it. For it's a really it is a good site and they, they do work hard down there for creating the game zones and stuff. Um, and there's one particular hut which has got like a side access, uh, like serving hatch, if you like, quite a wide one. And this guy set up a full, full uh, fruit and veg stall, and uh, he had all the all the bells and whistles there. It was really cool. It, and it, like I said, it added to the immersion of it. It was really good. It was, it was good. Like patrolling through and well, dealing with like, fruit. the locals. The the uh, the villagers delivered fruit to our um, our stockade um, uh, that had a bomb in it, so that went off and blew a load of people up. We had. Um, IEDs and all sorts. So that was basically what we used the Valon for. And Wayne was there at the time. So with, with the Valon, we were basically walking along, just, you know, sweeping. Um, the That's only right, problem yeah. with the Valon is that it picks up every little bit of metal um, that is under that ground, which being that most of the APOC paths are made ground. So it's all like rubble, spoil and stuff like that from construction sites and bits and pieces. And the pins, um, pins from smoke and grenades. Pins pins from from... Smoke grenades blank firing yeah. bullets. I was finding everything. So, I mean, at one point I was like, no, we're not going down here. <laughs> Because we we at this point hadn't actually known what the mines were, we hadn't seen them, so we didn't know what we were looking for. So you knew, but nobody else knew, did. So I, literally I, terrified. I like, just walking along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was a really good event. I really enjoyed that. So it Sean was, was there as well. And, and prior to that event, um, myself and Dan from our Punishers uh, Zulu One Free team were sat in my living room making pressure pads with a one mil cable. Uh, and uh, sensory alarms, and we were just sitting there. And I remember sitting there making it because could you imagine actually now if the police actually raided my living room and saw me and you here like, rigging pressure plates, the batteries, and stuff like that? They'd be just thinking, like, lads, and I'll just be sitting there and just go, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a good event though. That's the first time I've seen. I mean, to be fair, these didn't generally explode, they were just like a little, like almost like a doorbell noise or something like that, weren't they? Like a rape alarm yeah. type thing. Um. Who's associated with a site? Um, basically, the pressure pad, what we used, and uh, they used a lot in nurse. I found them on eBay, they use a lot in nursing homes, and it's basically a pressure pad, um, which is a it's like waterproof, it's got two K, two core, um, two single wires coming out of it, and it essentially goes underneath like a, a mat or a rug in uh, a old person's sort of like um apartment, if you like, next to their bed. Or, or prime places they might fall over and it basically if they're in bed at night and they fall out the bed and they land on the rug the pressure pad are connecting it set an alarm off to say that they've hit that pressure pad basically it's that, that, essentially that is what it's for um and that's where i found them i found them at a good price uh, we bought a few of them and we made them uh varying different sort of type pressure pads fully waterproof so you could bury them 
Um, obviously, you had to be mindful about how much weight of topsoil you put on top of the pad. You didn't want to sell it off. So, you know, about an inch under the ground, I'm sure, would be fine with some loose soil over the top of it. And then we run um, uh, some six volt, um, and they had a red, uh, like flashing beacon light. And they, I think it was a 120 decibel alarm rigged to it. And that run off a little six volt little square battery. And it was really cool. And it really worked. You know what I mean? So um, we had an incident with a Land Rover, uh, which we won't go into too much, but it worked, it worked very well there. <laughs> yeah, let's not mention the Land Rover. Um, I mean, to be fair, it, it, it happened. I mean, it, I don't think anyone was necessarily in the wrong. It was just a miscommunication about how it was all working. Um, but Absolutely, I mean, one of the yeah. things with these landmines and stuff was the fact that um, myself and another guy, uh, we went off to defuse one of them. Um, so we were called in to go and defuse one of the IEDs uh, that someone had found. Um, and then on our way back, we took the same path back um, and we managed to tread on the landmine on the way back that we'd missed on the way there. Um they were not mentioned in the Land Rover. Um, in the Land Rover. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, the landmines and stuff like it was it was obviously a really localized pressure plate and stuff. So we completely missed it on the way out. Uh, it was only on the way back that we found it. So um yeah, it, it adds a whole new dynamic to it when you actually do have to watch where you're putting your feet and stuff. So although yeah. I would say obviously it wasn't the most helpful with the fact that there's a lot of made ground and obviously a lot of metal in the ground that we kept finding. But that that may also be down to the fact that I don't I'm not a trained Valon user, um. So I'm just like beep 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 <laughs> yeah. all the time. We're not um, we're not EOD technicians or anything like that. No. But, and again, it's like it, it, you're looking for something else. You look you you are actually physically looking for um, disturbances in the ground rather than looking for a trip wire or looking for this or something that's out of place that shouldn't quite be there that you could possibly kick out of the way. That's got. Uh, I mean. We use um we use the Beasley alarm. I don't know if any of you guys use them or familiar with them. It's called a Beasley alarm, and it's uh, basically it's the farmland for their uh, cattle and that. They've got like a like the, uh, the cross horizontal big large cross gates. Basically, they can rig a Beasley alarm to it, which holds a twelve gauge blank round. Um, so if the gate's left open and it gets pulled, it it pulls the pin and it literally fires the percussion cap in the blank twelve gauge round and it goes boom. Um, that works great as a uh, as a trip wire or a claim or type sort of a sort of a pop bit of pyro if you like uh, and um yeah we use them quite a lot uh beasley it's called a i think it's b-e-a-s-l-e-y beasley alarm if you look that up i'm, think, I'm sure they're available on amazon and it's basically uh, some people call them a gate security alarm and it's like a metal um i don't know it's, it's hard to explain really so like a, like a metal c shape that goes up it's got like a big percussion cap with a with, a, with an o-ring at the top of it um which you'd set you put a little you put a little um split washer in there to hold it in place with a cable tied or a or a piece of fishing line or something to that to that split washer as soon as that split washer gets pulled the pin drops boom into the into the blank round and that's a wicked that's very very effective and it's almost like hair tr trigger you know you must be quite careful when you're setting them up <laughs> no they're great um, right, well, that's effectively the end of the episode. Um, we are going to hang around for a little while longer. Um, technically, we're only going to stop at two. Uh, sorry, after two hours. We've only really got nine minutes left. But um, I'm all right to hang around for a little bit longer if you are, Lance. I am indeed. I am indeed. Uh, I've got, I've, I've got one, one funny story to share, but I'd like some questions from, from anyone who's got any questions about anything, any of the kit we've used or anything we've covered uh, thus far on, on the podcast and um, anything we could... Uh, any critique you'd like to offer at, yeah. your, at your at your peril? Right <laughs> Do you want to share your story then? Anything at all? Right. Okay. So I'm trying to remember what event it was. Um, 
and I was quite new to it. It was the, um, it, I was very new to it in the thermal scene. So I had, a, I had my new thermal scope um, and I was a virgin. I was in virgin territory of using thermal. I didn't know all the bells and whistles, all the ins and outs of it. I think you know what I'm talking about. I'm a hot virgin. Um, and basically, we went out on a night uh, recon, patrolling through a woodblock. Um, there was me and four other guys. There was myself, Daniel, uh, James Minns was there. I think Del Fraser was there. I think there, might, oh, was there just a four of us. There could have been one more guy there. And I do apologize if you're listening and I've forgotten your name, but I'm sure it, I think it was Dominic. Excellent. Actually, it was, it was me, Daniel, James Minns, Del Fraser, and Dominic. Uh, five of us went on this patrol. Um, looking out, enemy positions, bit of a recon, sort of going out making trouble if we could find it, sort of thing. And we're patrolling down this airstrip. And at the end of this airstrip, there's a camper van, a disused camper van, all beaten up, and there's any the other. So we're patrolling <laughs> yeah, inside story. the woodland. <laughs> so we're inside the woodland. I'm on point because I've got a thermal scope. I've got no heat signatures in front of me. I'm panning left and right, sweeping, checking the arcs. Boys behind me checking my arcs, checking their arcs. Uh, I think Minz has got MVG on his uh, on his night scope, so he, he's he, he's on sort of rear guard sort of thing, just covering our rear. Approaching this, uh, probably about 50 yards away from this uh, camper van, and I'm I'm just I just peek through around the front window like that, get heat signature inside the van. So I'm, I look, what like that? So I've got guys, guys on me. Everyone takes a knee. I've got one in the camper van. Look again. I've got a guy on my six. Comes around. I said, no, about two targets, two targets. I said, right, so, so I want two and two. He left and right hand side of the side door of the van. You you could have filmed this. It had been like a blockbuster. This the way the guys moved, I mean, it was awesome. So yeah, Dan and James peeled off to the left hand side. Yeah, Del and Don peeled off to the right hand side like that. Both approached the door. Silent, deadly, like ninjas. They were like airsoft fucking ninjas. So I'm there with a thermal scope. Little look again. Yep, heat source is still inside the van. So Dan's pulled the door. Poof, James, Mark fires. In. Pull back from the doorway. Nothing. I'm looking again. I said, heat source is still there. They're still there. Guns up. So let me introduce you to the world of thermal scopes. I didn't notice at the time. <laughs> thermal scopes reflect off glass. So when I peeked around the corner to start with, this was about 10 minutes prior to us assaulting this camper van. When I peeked around that corner and looked into the heat source, I saw my own heat source reflected in the window at me through my own scope. So I picked myself up. There's no one in the van. There's not a fucking mouse in the van. No one was in there. Not a not a dicky bird. It was me. So I've looked, gone, oh, someone in there. Oh, shit. Dan's come up on my right shoulder. He's looked as well as I've looked. I've gone, oh, shit, there's two of them in there. So, yeah, that was the night of the thermal. <laughs> thermal actually doesn't work behind glass was, at all, does it? I'd just, I'd, I'd just like to add, it was fantastic drills, nonetheless. It was yeah. a good training exercise for the guys, and that's what I made it out to be. Yeah. <laughs> good drills, lads. <laughs> yeah, That, that is if a good, was, good point, though, that thermal, thermal does not work. If you've got someone standing behind glass, you cannot see them through a thermal site. You can no. see them through MVG. If you're... If you're uh, yeah, exactly. If you're looking into a glass glass pane window, you will get your own reflection coming back at you um, from a certain distance away, which is obviously where so I you know was. Those, um, I through the camera around one screen, it was me. Yeah, <laughs> you know those. Uh, it was a, it was hilarious. <laughs> you know those uh, clear yeah. perspex police rifles that uh, has the same thing as well. So if you've got one of them, 
you're not seeing you're not seeing being seen through thermal uh well by thermal um mm. there's an interesting thought so uh ray yeah, Charles just says so why are you allowed to give us tips <laughs> There you go. There's a tip on thermal. No one's ever mentioned the word tips. (laughs) We just like we call it. This is things that we do. (laughs) Whether you choose to do it or not, different story. (laughs) Personally, Uh, I'd say don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Barney's asked, uh, "What makes are the model guns?" Father Christmas. Uh, uh, Oh, hang on. So on this one here, we have got a... Oh, hang on. Have I got the bloody... That's an SVD Dragonoff for the sniper rifle. Well, what's uh, the actual make of them, though? The M4s are the who makes the models? Oh, the makes of the models? It, it, it's basically the, the, the Mini Guns Collection. That's the name of the company that, that supplies them. It's called the Mini Guns Collection. It's just like a little collection little collection item sort of thing uh, for, for your mantelpiece. Yeah. And you must be over 18 uh, as well oh, okay. to own these. I think I'm pretty certain most of the people on here are. Uh, Gaz, Gaz has asked, does Lance's beard double up as a right shield? It does not, but we have hidden behind Lance before. I, I definitely have hidden behind Lance no, before. And I've lost a fishing hook in this beard before, actually. I either, I either lost it in my beard or I ate it. I can't remember which one it was, but it was a very small fishing hook, and I, and I just popped it on my lip, and I, was, I cut the fishing line, and then it disappeared. I didn't feel it touch my beard, and I didn't feel it sort of like hit the ground. So I've been eating it, and and since um, jettisoned it from the rear, or it's still it could in, still in be inside you. So <laughs> it could well, it could, or it could be inside me, just in storage. I would just like to point out, no one's made any know. comment about like no one's asked me about beard beard related information. Maybe I'm I'm an excellent beard grower. Um, we'll leave it at that. Um, Gaz mm. also asked you lads to racist, go any site. You know, it's looking to go any sites further north. Um, so we, uh, before, well, no, it was in the middle of lockdown, wasn't it? So it was between not like, lockdown. Not talking to you guys, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so between lockdown one and two at this point, um, we actually went to one of the Octo 8 games. Uh, that was in uh, that was Tudnam, Essex. wasn't it? In Norwich. Tudnam, yeah. Alan Partridge Way. Um, so Alan that's Partridge probably the furthest right? north. No, I've I've played at Grimsby actually. Uh, I don't know the AI five hundred game at the Pleasureland um, theme park. That was quite good fun. Never I'll, played at a theme park. I'll tell you what, guys, I'll, I'll, we'll we'll have a game further north as long as you don't shit on my ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, Berry St Edmunds. Yeah, that was where we went. That's recently. the one time. Um, Black, Black, Black Widow at... knows the knows the real. <laughs> We are looking at sites further afield. Um, I think there was talk of Sterling at some point. Um, Gaz has said that's Gaz, a deal. Gaz, Gaz is going to put us up as well. We said in yeah. deal that means he's going to. That's what that's what deal means. If you're down south, you'd know what deal means. As soon as you say deal, that means I'll put you up, cover your expenses. Happy days. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so where is Apocalypse then? So Apocalypse is um, based near Sittingbourne. Uh, it's basically yeah. between Sittingbourne and Maidstone. Uh, I don't know how many it's acres it is. Two four nine. Yeah, I think it's forty. Acres, well, the, well, the, the falls. I think the well. I think the usable site's about 25, 30 acres. I believe. I believe. Yeah, 
It's a good. It's a good site. It's a good site. Just prepare yourself for the hill you've got to climb when you park up. There is a hill there. So if you've got a four by four, happy days. You can drive. Yeah. All the way. Well, to the you don't need a four by four. You just need away. to make friends with someone with a four by four. Yeah, or make friends with someone with a four by four. It's fine. Yeah. But it's a good site. It's oh, a good yeah. site. It's worth definitely worth a visit, guys. Definitely worth a visit. Yep. Go and check them. Yeah, out. it's in Kent, right? And it's at the A two four nine in in Kent. Yeah, sitting born just off the M twenty six, I believe it is. Yeah. So what what sort of sites have you played yeah. then, Lance? Is that of interest? Uh, well, I tell you what, actually, having said that, is um, obviously because Octo Eight obviously had Tudden and they've taken over Battle Lakes, haven't they? Uh, beside Tumbridge mm. Wells. And uh, actually, I had uh, the previous owners of Battle Lakes. I did two events there and absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a really good site. So I actually be very keen to get back to uh, get back to Battle Lakes. Uh, I'm going to say Tunbridge Wells. It could be Tombridge, T-O-N, right, as opposed to T-U-N, Tunbridge Wells. But um, in that sort of area, sort of Kent, uh, Garden of England sort of, uh, sort of location. So, yeah, I'd like to get back to Battle Lakes. Um, I've played... I was going to play the more in Red in um, Reading, but I never got the chance to because unfortunately work got in the way. But I think uh, Dan and Kenny from Punishers they had a game there, a CQB game there. But um, that didn't really. After hearing the stories when they come back, I was just like, yeah, I'm sort of glad I didn't play there. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, sound quite savage. But um, I'd love to get more north. I would. I to be fair, do you know what? I'd love to play. I'd love to play a game where you really had to proper. Like patrol for like you had a good you, you, a massive game zone. Do you know what I mean? Not like you usually like forty to sort of seventy acres. Like you're talking, you, you had to sort of patrol constant, a constant patrol for like a good forty five minutes into a, into into no man's land, like the like the mm. like the Scotch pine forest in up in Scotland or something like that. And you know what I mean, like out in the mountainous areas and stuff. Like that. I'd right, love hey, to on do that, a, an event up there. That, I would really love to go somewhere like that. The um, you know, the national airsoft event. Right, so that's normally got oh, uh, new, about, uh, new forest, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, down there, sort of pullway. Um, so we've done that the last few years, and um, we normally play sort of like so. The, the kind of general game of it is that there's um, there's three major teams. Uh, you probably got oh, about eight hundred players on each on each of the three sides. Um, mm-hmm. I might be overrigging that slightly. I don't know. So it's it's a large number of people at the event, um, and towards the end of the two days uh, there's normally kind of like a, a, a central battle uh, for a village so you've got like the three sides are all coming in from different um, three the three teams are all coming in from different sides um, but I've done an event in the past where uh, when that's happening we've, we've basically gone off and done our own little separate mission to try and kill the commanders of these teams because they've all got their like their, their own mm-hmm. little proper compound base spread around that Um and that was that was epic. There was about nine of us, and we patrolled around the entire perimeter of this game. And because a lot of the people have focused and uh, away from where we were, it was exactly that. We sort of felt like we were properly patrolling in the middle of nowhere, and that that was good fun. Um, until we actually, and to be fair, we got we got all the way to the base. We got all the way to the base, and it was um, it was we were Bravo, and we were attacking Delta. Got to Delta's base, and they got a frigging Land Rover with a mount, like an M two four nine mounted on the top of it as a turret. No, no, absolutely no chance. We came cresting over the hill, storming into their base, and they literally just mowed us down. <laughs> it was about an hour. To oh, get do you know what? Though, I've, watched, 
but that's what I'd yeah. love to do an event like that. I'd love to I'd love to take part in an event where you turn up, you're in this you're in a safe zone sort of car park type place. You know, you've got your burger on, you've got your your chest rig or your webbing or or whatever you're going for. You've got your riff, and you as soon as you pass through a certain sector or a set of gates, you are in the game zone. So you've got you've got your sleep system, your shelter system, your water, your food is on your back, it's in your webbing, it's on your plate carrier, it's in your hands, and you go and you as soon as you pass through that fence, you are in game, and that is it. That is game on then. There's none of this, and, and I know obviously some sites it can't be avoided, and I've said it before that logistically, it at certain MOD sites sort of thing they've got to get you into a position to start the game and this that and the other. And I completely get that, but I'd love it just a very like a rural forestry game where you've just got expand, masses and masses of land. I don't know if there's a place about like that that does that. I don't know, but um, there are in Europe. It'd be fantastic. It's like border war. Yeah. But I mean, it'd be fantastic to be able to just, to just, just, to just think, look, lads, like you haven't got a spare main weapon. Take your toolkit. Take, take a, take a this, take that. Take a spare if you have to take a spare hop unit or a spare barrel in in your bag. Do that. There's no spare. Oh, I've got. Don't worry. I've got another weapon back in the car. I'm just going to pop back and get it. It's like no, no, no. no. That's you've you've fixed your primary, or you've you've got a pistol for the weekend, or you're on the waters. I'd love to, I'd, that's what I'd love to do. I would love to do an event like that because I know as much as you, you, you immerse yourself in an event, um, there's only so far away from the safe zone you're ever going to be. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're always going to be in a position where you can just say, do you know what? In the back of my mind, if this goes down, I can just pop out of the car. I'll be back. I'll be back in 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? But I'd like that one where you, you're, even if you were dumped off in a truck and you was given a grid reference and you said, right, you've got to be here. To meet up with the rest of your team at whatever time it was, and that's when your game's going to start. That 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 would be cool. That would be really cool having that amount of land I mean, to drop off. Sort of like if you was on if you had blue four and you had sort of five or six eight man teams on blue four who got di- dropped at different locations and said you you all of you have got to RV here to create your harbor area, and the same with op four or a Russian side or whatever it, the the opposing team. The same again. Here's it. There's no engagement to start with. This is just purely checking your guys' map and compass skills, your line of land, checking your grid references, grid references, stuff like that, making sure you can navigate to the location we want you to meet at. All you guys have got are RV there, create your harbour area, and from there, that game will then begin, and then the two factions will go out and do what they've got to do. That, that for me, that would be... I'd love to do that, just to get more of the field craft side and bringing more of that into the, into the event, as opposed to just... Whistle's gone. Bomb. Let's go. Let's have it. That team's going there. You got that mission there. You got that mission there. It's like, well, hang on a minute. How how did we get to this point? Do you know what I mean? That's what I'd love to do. The initial, the initial getting to that point where we're going to advance now, and that's where the story's going to take us onto the next event and the next event, rather than just. I mean, being, that was, that was plot, like the um, game start. Bosh. It was like the Falklands event that we did at that APOC. Um, we obviously started yeah. in the car park. I, I don't want to keep rehashing the same stories again and again. That, that we started in the car park with that one with our Bergens, and that was it. As soon as you entered the game, you were in the game. Um, there wasn't really I'm, a safe I'm, zone I'm until, not being you, funny. until you secured it. Be, you're absolutely right, Mike. And, I, and to be honest with you, I know it's, it's not the biggest site in the world, but I'd never done that sort of type of gameplay no. anywhere else ever. Where you had what you had for the weekend was on your back or around your waist, and that was it. There was none of this. Oh, sorry, you've got a safe zone there. You can stack your fucking 12 pelly cases up high there with all your bollocks that you want to bring for the weekend in there. It's like, no, you've got to really think about this one, boys. 
whatever's on your back, that's what's going out with you, and that's it. There is no safe zone until you've created a harbour area. So you've got to take that first objective, you've then got to push back the enemy to the second objective for that first objective to become your safe zone, your harbour area, and so on and so forth. And then even then, if you do take the land, you're still moving forward. Your harbour area is still progressing forward. So you've got to pack yeah. smart, you've got to be able to dismantle your shelter quickly, your sleep system, you've got to make sure you're ready to move. Because if we to push them back, 20 minutes they've got one hour and they can come back and attack you again so within that hour of taking that position we've got to move into it potentially pushing forward again or is that going to be our harbour for the night you know you've got to think about the timings what condition your guys are in i mean i'm not being funny but the first event i mean it must have taken us what two hours to take that first objective yeah. to actually get a yeah, beach head to ourselves to actually establish <laughs> it took that us first two hours objective. to take the objective it, it took us 30 hours. seconds to work out we weren't attacking the place up the hill with the bergens on <laughs> They were straight yeah, off. <laughs> I mean, it was a gallant effort to start with, but I don't know. Oh, fucking Christ alive. I mean, the weight. I mean, you think we had our water, we had our food, we had our spare rack, yeah. we had a spare ammo, sleep system, wet kit, dry kit, everything. Then Bergens were bursting at the seams. I mean, I, I dread to think how much was how much weight was in them bags. But we made it, we, we made it a good I mean, overall that ill with them on fighting. Yeah, not so much about the equipment and carrying that with me. For me, it's more, I, I, you know, you go to a weekend event, you want to enjoy the event. And I, I to be honest, I do like the idea of having uh, a like a kit box in the car purely for the fact that I don't want to be carrying like a huge toolkit around to fix the rifle if there's a problem with it. Because um, obviously yeah, no, you, don't, you, don't want, you don't want your rifle to go in the first 20 minutes or something like that. And then you're like, oh, no. But then it, on the flip side of that, is there a way that you can sort of think smart and think, right, what do I need? If that rifle does go down, what do I need to be able to repair that rifle in the field? Because that's nothing I, – I haven't really considered that before because not that you looked after on a mill steam or anything like that, but there, 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 are, there are means at your disposal. Do you know what I mean? There are people you can mm. go to. There is this you can use. You, you can go back to your vehicle and that. But I'm just thinking if you were dumped out, in the, out on the ground – and your and my rifle went down. I mean, thank God we got James in our team because I've not, I'm not, I'm not too au fait with with rifles, etc. And that, there we go. That's the that's the Portland's event. That was yeah. that was us waiting to start the game. And it was. I ran up the hill a with a flag. Good event. <laughs> it was a bloody good event. It was brilliant and from from the from the Argentinian side, guys who played the uh, the 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 opposing team, and all from our guys, it was absolutely. There was no. There was no. No issues whatsoever. That that event there for me was flawlessly run. There was no issues. Yeah. Thank you to Mark Smith on um, from the Misfits and all these guys, Sean, all the all the Misfit boys. It, you know, I, I, I can't. I never have a bad word to say against them because they are fantastic. And they're obviously there are sort of rivals if you like Punishers and Misfits and that. But you could not wish to play against a better bunch of guys than the misfits they're, they're, honestly they're, it's fantastic yeah they really are Rage, 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 good lads. point we didn't have any slrs um we we tried Sadly to be relatively not, realistic with our kit, but um yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, we did try to mate. get as close as possible <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so gaz has asked obviously task force or op force so generally we tend to go for a uh, task force um for most yeah. of the events we run yeah. uh very mtp uh, sort of woodland DPM type, yeah. Uh, or you, you like the uh, we do PMC DPM. as well, though, don't we? We do, we do, do the PMC yeah, stuff done, as well. To be fair, that was one of like the first few times we've done it, though. I think um, it's quite mm. it's quite rare. But we we you know we in Octo, 
uh, the Octo Games. We're sort of PMC side. Um, I would I would love to run uh, Op Four for Legion because uh, that looks like a proper laugh. I, I do want to go and be I'd, a dick I'd, to, the, I'd, uh, I've, to the Blue I've Four. Got to, I've got to admit, as much as I love playing NATO at Legion, I would love to give Op Four a go because um, it does look like a good crack, and I want to be able to be. I want to be on the same side as the massive Russian geezer <laughs> who's got who's got calves that are the size of me for a change, rather than being his enemy. I'd rather build his team. So that's my pal there. Look, look how big he is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just like the idea of like the the role play part of it. I mean, for me, I don't want to make that sound dirty, but like the um, Mill no, Sims, I does, think it's better you know, when you've got mate, that shoot really or no shoot, it. and it's it's the immersion aspect. So, uh, you got protesters coming at you and stuff like that, and you think, "Oh, right, well, you got to stay back. You got to stay back. You got to fucking stay back. I will shoot you in the face." Yeah, I'm highly trained, well, actually, deadly. Fair. One of the uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the best. My, one of the best. My Christmas uh, starchy like, hat on. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best op fours I've seen was um, when we did lid actually with Legion. Um, so we were we were uh, blue four at the time. I don't think you made that event, Lance. I think it was just. I think I rocked up to that one on my own, actually. I think uh, Tony, I think, and Mark Maverick. might have gone separately, and I didn't know them at that point. But I just rocked up because I was like, I want to do this event. This looks awesome. Uh, so I got put into like this Misfits team. It wasn't the Misfits, but it was just like a mis- mixed match of other people. Um, and we were we were searching these shop fronts, and they literally had proper shop fronts. They've got all of the uh, the stuff in the shelves and stuff like that. And we were looking for bomb parts or something like that. And all of a sudden, this riot mm. kicked off up the street, and the op four are flying like foam bricks and like smoke grenades. Uh, the QRF went streaming past the other way in their in their landies or whatever. Oh, it was great. So I would love to do op four, but I've not done it yet. PMC though, PMC was a bit different. We've done PMC, we've done the, we've done we've done DEA, we've done PMC, we've done NATO. You know what I mean? We've done them. We've done a few. It's just the op four. I've been a UN medical officer. (laughs) You have. What was your name, Michael? My name was uh, Bernard Lefaux, which means Bernard (laughs) the False in French. I even had patches and stuff made up. I made a full Swiss passport and all of this. I dressed up. um, This was one of the DEA DEA events. And yeah. we cracked it, so, didn't um, we? and we bloody we had that event in the bloody bag, and we did. Yeah. And because we were too noble, we we yeah. lost that event because we were too noble. Because at APOC, what you've got, guys, is a is a thing. It's a gentleman's rule, uh, which is called a closed tent policy. So basically, if you've got a harbour area or a fob, and there's a tent or a basher there, all the sides are down. You can clearly see someone's in it, and they're not hostile. They're not laying out there with an M two four nine or anything. You leave them alone. They're they're down for the night. They're out of the game. That's it. You leave them to it. So, um, a cartel team had the um, the primary, the main village, uh, APOC, as their as their um, as their as their fob essentially, Mike, isn't it? their harbour area. Yeah. So, being a gentleman, we worked it out. We worked it out. We had it. We had it nailed down. We knew it was. We knew who. We knew who the big cheese was. The Grand Fromage. We knew he was. Um, went down to the safe zone. Well, which was the safe zone, which wasn't a safe zone. You could enter it, you could engage in it. So we've gone bursting in there, DEA team, tooled up to the nines. I mean, if there was a hole in my arsehole, there was a Mark V sticking out of it, ready to be lit. Do you know what I mean? We went in there absolutely blazing, and the organizers were like, Whoa, 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 you can't do this, you can't do this, it's too early, it's too early. No, 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 no. Have a beer, have a beer, lads, have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it? Just any, anything to keep us from solving the puzzle too quickly. 
Yeah, <laughs> you did not. Sean, Sean. Um, yes, we did. Sean, yeah, no, Sean. So, so um, this this was basically but, the very first DEA one, and we had to for the entire weekend. Every time we captured one of the uh, the cartels, there was a blue and a yellow. We had to capture them and we had to interrogate them to find out. So we had this map drawn on the wall as to right who does this relate to and fucking cartel had got like dummy runs so there was like people that didn't report to anyone um most of the cartel had forgotten who the fuck they were when they were doing the thing in anyway so they'd all come up with these stupid names like um, pipes up there mike because he was one of them we couldn't remember who he was what he was doing (laughs) or where he came from but it worked out that basically one of the organizers was like the the proper head honcho so we we kind of we decided at that point, right? We're gonna we're gonna move down early. We're gonna get all our stuff into the safe zone, basically surround them, and then just take them all out at the same time. Um, and then yeah, we we kind of arrived, and they went, "No, you can't take us because that would just be the end of the game." That's it. <laughs> yes, yes. But so actually, to, we... so there was a police force on that one as well, and we were stealing stuff from the police because we weren't sure if they were working with the cartels. So we ended up with a lot more drugs and money than the police did at the end of the game. <laughs> We did have a lot of drugs, money, and I've actually got and 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 this isn't bullshit. I I have pictures. These these will be sent to Mike to be posted on the Nofo page. So it, I think I might. I'll bring them up. Rest assured, there are pictures of the DEA at night in the safe zone, ready to take. I'm back again, um, and I've got a picture of the whole DEA team with all our contraband in front of us, um, and actually the guy that prevented us from winning that event. Is actually now our gun tech in the Punisher's team, which is which is James Minns. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, guys, we patrolled into the village looking for this head honcho. We knew who he was. We had to find him. And there was a hut on the right hand side as you entered the village from the safe zone, and it had a blue tarpaulin pulled down in front of it. And I'm there with my rifle, just checking, checking the arcs, this that, and the other. Just peered behind the blue tarpaulin. It was pulled down tight in front of the doorway, and I could see someone's bivy bag. I could see their sleeping system. Them. I can see their burger and that all set up there. And I thought, right, okay, that's clearly someone's in there. I leave them well alone. James Minns is sitting in there with the head honcho, just on his bed, just behind the wall like that, just sitting there outside, out of mind. Tarp all pulled down. So yeah, our um, our honourable gentleman, the uh, approach to the sport the event, but we we won it in our in our minds. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sean. So, yeah, Sean, Sean event, what you're referring to, you were, I think you were the head honcho of like the blue or the blue or the yellow. Um, we're talking like there was apparently for us, there was another mission that there was a guy was above Derek. you that we had to find. Uh, there was Derek basically. So, that was, yeah. Derek, Derek oh, was, was the head game. of the snake. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, we've hit two hours 20. So, if anybody good. has any other questions you want to ping out quickly, uh, if not, we might, I might have to call it a night. Yeah, I'll leave it. I'll leave it open for a little bit longer just to see. Yeah, uh, uh, from my from Rage Evolve, they might uh, do a lot of pe- Milsims have an opt. Oh yeah, sorry, I missed that. Do, do a lot of Milsims have an opt for that lets you do PMC camera. or Civi, so no MTP or camera. It depends on the event, to be honest with you. Um, in my mind, some of the better events are when you've got more than one side versus another side. Um, so you've got a lot more interaction between factions. Um. To be honest with you, the Octo 8 event was really good for that. I think we had three factions. Um, although, personally, I found it a bit confusing yeah. a few times because we were changing allegiances quite quickly um, without a lot of information for us as to why that was happening. Um, so at one point, we'd be shooting 
the the blue fort, and then we're not, and then we're shooting the cartel, and then we're not. Um, in other events, uh, I think the most I've ever had is maybe sort of four four. Play. I think that was the DEA one actually. There were four or five factions in play, um, and that was a lot clearer. So you know, you're you're allied with the police. Uh, the police might screw you over, but you're allied with the cartels. Um, so it depends on the event. Um, I don't know if Lance is just frozen. Doesn't appear to be moving. Um, so yeah, it, it depends on the event. But... Cool. You still there, Lance? Sorry. Yeah, I'm oh, here, mate. Sorry, I lost connection for about ten seconds there. I do apologise. That's right. I suddenly, That's I suddenly got buffer face. I was like, ah. <laughs> right, let's call it a night. It's been a long one. <laughs> We've had lots of highs and lows. It's been emotional. Um. If, by the way, if anybody likes this hat, highly recommend making one of these. I just bought a cheap Christmas hat off of uh, Amazon and then an MTP T-shirt. Um, Lance, I don't know if you've actually pulled a face or if you're just holding that. No, I think I think Lance is frozen. So anyway, everyone, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we will be back in the new year. Uh, I don't know when we're going to be back at this point in time. It might be middle of January. Um, we're going to have a, a bit of a catch-up with myself and the rest of the guys work out um what we want to talk about uh so if anybody's got any ideas of things that they want us to discuss or sort of content and bits and pieces like that then please throw that out sorry i can't <laughs> i can't not laugh at lance being frozen like that um yeah so uh oh he's gone completely now um so yeah if anybody wants to get in touch obviously nofo chat at hotmail.com um please guys for those that won uh so that's les plain uh rage file uh, Gaz, Marcus, James C and Ben. Um, if you could drop us an email at nofochat at hotmail.com we'll make sure you get your stuff. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us this year. It's been it's been good. We've done 12 episodes now. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll get another 12 under a belt and that'll be up to 24 almost. Yeah. Feels like a proper thing now. Started a bit of a drunken idea, but nice one, Rage. Thanks for emailing. So uh, cool. Right. Merry Christmas. And I shall see you all in the new year. Have a good one.